Welcome back to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while giving you a look into the labyrinths which are our brains and friendship. This week, our Patreon shout-out goes out to Bridget M. Bridget, you are a modern-day high priestess of Nike, the goddess of strength and victory. As a devout worshiper, you know your goddess has been a little misunderstood over the years, because there's more to life than just winning. Nike is the deity of all the hard work and training that has to go into any endeavor before victory can be assured. Like your lady, you know that self-improvement can always be attained with the right attitude, tools, and sense of commitment that is bones deep. More than that, you've come around to the notion that you, just as you are, are worth all of the effort and long hours. Furthermore, you're the embodiment of Nike's most well-known role in ancient times, Divine Charioteer. Just like she flew around the battlefields rewarding victors with glory and fame, you lift up those around you on a daily basis. You're an amazing role model, not only because of your hard work, but because of your innate sense that a rising tide lifts all boats. You're the cheerleader everyone needs, and they can't help but be inspired by your actions as well as your effervescent support. And now we bring you the first of our maternity leave episodes. Sweet Jesus, I really hope I have had this baby by the time this episode airs. Erin teamed up with her longtime friend and full-on dude bro, Cole. Cole is the golfer she references and is also an attorney. So keep that in mind when you're listening to them discuss The Marriage Contract by Katie Robert. Here we go. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. I'm very pumped. Yes. All right. Hey, Cole. What is up, Aaron? It seems weird. It's so weird. It, it does seem weird. Yeah, this is, I mean, I, this is popping a cherry in very many regards for me. How many regards? Um, this isn't your first romance novel. I would say it's my first romance novel that I wasn't reading specifically out of passing time at a shitty theater in Morton <laughs> or because it had my name in it. So in that regard, it is absolutely my first romance novel. All right. Where I was actually reading for comprehension. So guys, this is um, Melody still on maternity leave. If you're listening to this, uh, this is my friend Cole. He's reading his second romance novel in the history of his life. Um, yes. <laughs> what should we tell him about you? Cole is the golfer that I mentioned in the Firelight episode of the, <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> yes, that that is me of golfer uh, esteem. Yeah, uh, I'm very famous for that, I guess. Uh, uh, I, 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 there's nothing that crazy interesting about me. I was thinking about this before we recorded. Like, what would your? By the way, before we even get into me. Yeah. Thank you, Melody, for having another baby. So I had the opportunity to do this. <laughs> Keep having a bunch of kids so that I can guest host uh, and read more romance novels. But you want to read um, more after reading this? Well, after I saw that I could have uh, read the what was that Space Raptor butt invasion? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's only thirty six oh, yeah, pages. No. <laughs> so it's, I don't want to get mad at you before we even All start. Right, okay. Like I hate the fact that I didn't get to read that. We'll probably but, uh, get mad at each other yeah. sometime in this uh, in this episode. It's inevitable. And, and for the listeners, this is the first time Aaron and I have seen each other 
uh, and spoken at the same time in almost a decade. I that think. sounds bad. That sounds really bad. We talk on the phone. Just not, well, no, we just not like phone. a FaceTime. Like, I just, I haven't actually seen you. When was the last time I and saw you? It wasn't your wedding. I think. No. No, it wasn't my I've wedding. I've been out there. It was, Cole lives in California, you like, guys. He's a yes, fancy Los uh, Angeles person. I'm not, first of all, <laughs> not a Los Angeles person. I'm an Orange County oh, person. Sorry, sorry. If you're going to call me fancy, get it right. Um, um, when did I see I think it? it was like 2010. I think it was like after my first year of law school. Why would I have been? I don't know. See, we, we actually had a conversation recently about how we even met. Like somebody was like, how'd you meet Cole? It's like, I honestly don't. I have no idea. I know. what It, it got really embarrassing because I thought that was going to be a very quick. Yeah. Like, like oh, yeah, we met through this. We have no idea. We have no idea, and guys. It, I, th- I think what makes it very hard is that we've known each other for 15 something years now something like that oh it's more than that because i met you in high school and i'm 35 now so more than fit like <laughs> like like 18 years or something it would have been my uh, freshman year of high school your senior year of high school right and so we got like in this ridiculous chain of texts of like it was this way and you're like nah that no it couldn't it. have been that because this no, was this it. person and i was there and you <laughs> yeah. were there during that time and and, and i'm i'm a good 17 years deep and a multiple head injuries deep that I willfully sometimes can't remember shit and then other times not so unwillfully can't remember shit mostly willfully but, uh, in my experience but you know oh 100 percent. why remember shit that sucks <laughs> all right guys but um so we've been friends since um I would say the 90s <laughs> yeah around the 2004 2005 <laughs> time frame um yeah, from way back in shithole Illinois. We recently read, just so you know, uh, this will have been a long time ago when this comes out, but Melody and I just read a book where a guy was from shithole Illinois and everything he did was motivated by getting out of his shithole town in Illinois. That whole character. <laughs> I I didn't re- I didn't write that book. I want to be clear. I did not write it. No, that. you didn't. But the best part for me was that he really wanted to get a wife to show everyone that um sure. that he could do sure. it i'm like everybody in shithole illinois got a could, wife like immediately <laughs> that he could that he could get a, like he wanted to show people that he could get a wife <laughs> or that he could get out of shithole yeah illinois. he's like a multi-millionaire sports agent and he's like now the last sure. feather that i have to put in my cap to make sure everybody knows that i'm not the good old boy <laughs> from shithole illinois is that obviously i've gotta get a wife were there not like did he not have three weddings immediately after high school exactly. graduation? One like during we did. I don't high understand. school down at the skate park. It was like, we should actually just get married. They're giving us a two-for-one grad party and <laughs> and wedding uh, celebration. Let's get it's married perfect. at the just... halftime of a Riverman game in our prom dress. Let's do that. <laughs> Were you there when there was the, oh. the mass wedding at the Riverman game? I was there with somebody. I did. I, the last Riverman game I remember is me and Mike Drolly sitting on the boards. And him just continuing to hit them. And uh, if y'all don't know Mike Drolly, I'm sure he's a, he's a large man. I just want to be clear. He's a very large man. He's larger than anyone in this uh, Only People 6'4 and Over Can Exist book that we just read and are going to talk about soon. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm sure there will be one HB out there that's like, yeah, I know Mike Drolly. That's, that's, that's <laughs> my way, experience. I'm, I, I follow you guys on Twitter. I follow you guys on Instagram. And it is insane the amount of followers you guys have. In a good way. I don't mean like, oh my God, what is wrong with these people? Yeah. It's and it's remarkable. Every time I shout something out like, oh yeah, Bradley University speech team. Somebody's like, yeah, I know somebody on that. I'm like, what? How? Well, let's not kid ourselves. Bradley University speech team. That's world famous. 
Yeah, right. Let's not get ourselves. All right. Anything you feel like you need to say by way of introduction before we get into this thing? Uh, I don't think so. I will tell you, uh, because of what you and Melody put together, I feel incredible pressure to not ruin the whole enterprise. So HBs, don't blame Aaron or Melody for me sucking on this. No, you're not going to suck. I wouldn't have asked you to do it. I wouldn't have asked you to do it. <laughs> but, I know you're going to have well, some gems. I, but I, I, you know, and I, I think I told you this before, like a couple of weeks ago or whatever, that uh, my sister is a loyal listener of the podcast. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I told her, I was like, hey, guess what? I'm going to guest host because Melody is having a child. And she goes, oh, um, don't fuck up my Monday pop. <laughs> so um that was my sister's sage wisdom and advice for me all right um, should we give a shout out this. oh yes hey mallory hey, what's mallory. up i am i'm now starting to not fuck up your monday pod or fuck up your monday no. pod depending on how you look at it yes. your brother's <laughs> gonna right. talk about sex stuff here in just a sec <laughs> i'm gonna talk about a lot of stuff i i did tell you i have so many thoughts yeah. on this book all right and and when i when i got home from work last introduction thing when i got home mm-hmm. from work and I looked at the notes that I had taken on the book. Mm-hmm. The first note that jumped out to me was that I wrote in big letters, do they all want to die? <laughs> I'm just impressed so, you took notes. Oh, I have pages of notes. I have. Whoa, you, you guys, see, it's I so have... organized. It's on a legal pad. Oh, you guys, we're both lawyers, me and Cole. Um, and that yep. looked very yep. professional, what you just held up. Yeah, That's no, more it's, professional I mean, than some of my trial notes. Well, we won't tell your clients <laughs> yeah, that. Wait, <laughs> That's shout, not important. shout out to my clients. <laughs> they don't need to know that. No, just kidding, yeah. just kidding. My trial notes are very professional. But no, I think we're. I think I'm good to go. I'm ready to jump into this uh, this marriage contract. All right, this is the marriage contract, O'Malley's book one. This was recommended to us by a five star reviewer on twitter and i think uh jacqueline also mentioned that this was a good one so i had actually read this before starting the podcast i had read this entire series excellent excellent i well i i know that i i called you to let you know i was done and i didn't want to talk to you a bunch about it Mm -hmm. but i did tell you i had a lot of thoughts like i've got shit to say oh and And you were like okay Sorry, go ahead. The author of this is KT Robert, by the way. Sorry, I didn't say that. Yes. Okay. And and you were like, yeah, I've read all seven. And I was like, there are fucking seven of these? <laughs> There's one for each. Okay, so this is a family, a mafia family named the O'Malley's. That's why it's O'Malley's book one. And there are, I think, seven brothers and sisters. Because you got Aiden, you got Kerrigan, you got T, you got Kira, Sloan. Yeah, don't worry. I had to write them all down. This is why I started uh, taking Cillian. Notes, Cillian's the other one. Oh, and Devlin, R.I.P. You got Devlin. Then you got, obviously, the parents, Seamus and Aileen. They basically picked the names out of, like, a Sinn Féin recruitment (laughs) poster. Like, they were like, what is the most Irish... What are the most Irish names that we can give without saying, like, Irish McClover or whatever? It's fucking crazy. I I like some of these names, though. I like the name Teague. It's not... I like the name Kerrigan. I I have no problem with the actual individual name. Seamus is a little far. When they were like, Colm? Colm? Yeah, Colm. We got Colm. There's a Colm in this book. <laughs> so even even like the bars and restaurants, yeah, they, did, they were like they're like we uh, me and me and uh, Devlin and Killian are gonna go get a drink at Jameson's, <laughs> and I run Moira's restaurant. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> it is true. Um, so we're so it was it was. As I understand, it's the Irish mob. Am I getting that right? Yes, and it's specifically okay. called. Am I getting that right? 
they specifically call it in this book the Irish Underground, and that's self-referential. Oh. They call themselves the Irish Underground. <laughs> they are. Let me. The, 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 I'm sorry. So these crime families, and I, I just, I don't want to step into logistics with Aaron or anything like that. But this is clearly set in the present time. Or, yes. You know, this is this is current contemporary times. This is cur- this is current times, and that means the Godfather has been out for a while. <laughs> so like knowing how to do some baseline mafia shit is clear. And yet <laughs> the. And these families are just like paint. Oh, it's so bad. Like they're just bad mobsters. They're and really it was bad. Really bothering me. And it was started with stuff like Irish Underground. Like, no, you're the mob. Like, call yourself the mob. You're you're, you're going to be the mob now. That's like it was like you have membership cards or something to the Irish Underground. It is not like a subway. You are the fucking organized crime syndicate of Boston. But anyway, all right. I, I digress at this point. Okay, so our hero is Teague O'Malley. He is the third son in the O'Malley crime family. We've got also two other Boston Irish crime families, the the Sheridans and the Hallorans. And Are they they're also Irish? The I Hallorans? understand what those names. I don't Sheridan yeah, is. <laughs> oh, oh god damn it. Stop fucking with me. <laughs> Stop it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, yes. This is what I meant by bring down the whole operation. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we've got uh, apparently Irish uh, Sheridans and also Hallorans. No, I'm just embarrassed because I'm like, um, Sheridan, I think, is an Irish name. <laughs> anyway. By the by the way, am I the first guy that they're ever going to be hearing, like, have yes. romance land thoughts? This okay. will be. Gotcha. Yes. You will be the first I am, man. I am bearing the weight of that pressure. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I, I chose you specifically um, because of your uh, willingness to buy a microphone. So consider yourself honored. Um, all right. Wow. Okay. That's a that's a high bar. Thank you. <laughs> so. All right. So Tigo Malley and then Callista Sheridan. She is the only daughter in the Sheridan family. She is the heir to the Sheridan crime family because her brother Ronan died. Yeah. Yes, he did. So she's been drunk driving. Very, t- very, very sad. sad. It's sad throughout. Very sad. Hole in her heart. Can't get over it. Okay. So um, she is now betrothed. There are many arranged marriages in the mafia of the Irish underground of KT Robert. It's mostly arranged say, marriages. <laughs> can I just say yes. that I, uh, when I read the back of it, because you did send me a couple of choices to to sort of, yes. you know, which ones do you want to read? Yeah. And I read the back of it, and I was like, oh, this could be really cool. But I was thinking, like, a fucking arranged marriage? Like, what? I, do you feel I like thought she did happens? a decent job of, like, I, but I thought she did a decent job for trying to get that into a contemporary book. I will be yeah. completely honest. I Because that is a, you know, really terrible sort of uh, device to use if you're going to set this in 2017 or whatever. Sure. And, and and but I thought she explained it to the point where I was like, okay, okay, that makes sense. I'm willing to buy that premise. It's a successful device as well. Like it all is. the yes. other books in this series somehow uh, incorporate an arranged marriage for consolidation of power between the the families of the Irish underground, and eventually <laughs> so the Russians. That, as that's well. not a one off. No, well, no, you're gonna no. have to bring in some because there's only so many Sheridans. Yeah, there's only one Sheridan. There's only one Halloran. Uh, there's only one that you'd want to marry, um, and even right. then, it's a little rough. 
So yeah, so there's some yeah, Russians. We'll, we'll that get come to in. that. I don't want to. I don't want to get to uh, James too quick. All right. Okay. So, All right. Okay. So, <laughs> Callista, she's betrothed to Brendan Halloran. So her idea is that she's going to go into the Halloran strip club that they own and operate, and she's going to. This is real stupid, guys. She's going to dress as a stripper, put on a wig. And bust up into where Brendan Halloran is having sex with strippers and be like, I don't know. I don't. What is her plan here to just bust into the store and be like, hey, Brendan, I'm Callista. Um, We're engaged to each other for an arranged marriage. Do you want to talk about this? This, I think, is the point when I was reading the book and I couldn't believe like the first page. They're setting up this sort of sexy spy thriller almost feel to it. Mm -hmm. And then when it got to what she was doing, I'm like, she should just die. This can't be. our main character because you're gonna like bust up in his rape shack and be like what up well she I just doesn't even to get know a it's a rape shack she thinks it's a consensual sex shack like what but, is she you know, how, she's gonna bust no, up him having sex but, with another lady and just be like but didn't they describe i mean the way they describe it you should feel that this is not where you take someone for consensual sex fair fair like dark 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 stairwell and you know <laughs> yeah a fucking desert eagle which <laughs> <laughs> come on but regardless, she, her plan is to break up sex, to be like, right. hey, it's you want to have a right. conversation. Right. And and that's just, you know, first of all, he's going to be in a certain mentality uh-huh. during sexy time. Yeah. Okay. I would assume. Yeah. And uh, that's probably not the best way to go about it. All right. So she busts in this room. So she's dumb from Jump Street. <laughs> right. That's, that was my introduction to her. Dumb from Jump Street. So she busts up into this room. He's having sex with one lady. And I think, is there another lady in there that's just straight dead? Or is the girl he's had yeah. sex with, having sex with, like, straight I dead? Thought, I thought there was uh, a lifeless woman yeah, there. But there, feel, free to, feel free to keep going while okay, I, I reference right. the Bible here. I think there's, like, a carcass just laying around that's, like, been strangled to death. And then there's another girl that he's, like, beaten pretty bad that he's having sex with that's maybe unconscious or something. So she comes into the room and he turns and looks at her with the icy blue Halloran eyes and is like, can't beat those. no, he can't. And he's like, hey, um, who are you? New stripper at the strip club. I can't wait to murder and have sex with you in that order. And she's like, that is that. That is almost as smooth as what she actually wrote in the book, what you just said, by the way. This guy's like straight evil. And I was a little bit worried this was going to be our hero when, well, my hero, when I first started reading this book, I was like, well, maybe this one's not for me. He's not. It's okay. Tigo Malley's our hero. It's okay. So he turns and he's like, ooh, I want to murder you. And she's like, no, wait, no, don't do that. And then he strangles her. And so a fight ensues. It's not going great. And she yeah. shoots him in the face. Fair enough. Well, I, I think you skipped over a very pertinent detail yes. of that, which is she rolled over during the beating mm-hmm. to find a gun. Mm-hmm. And apparently this guy carries on his person oh, right. a desert eagle. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So <laughs> again, I'm reading it and I'm like, all right, I'm not. I'm not a huge like gun expert. You are clearly in the military, so you have been around firearms. Well, she does comment something like, "This is one of those big, snazzy, hilarious weapons that these Hallorans like to carry on their person." Yeah, yeah but but commenting on it doesn't make it any more <laughs> ridiculous. If she's like, she's like a hundred pound woman clutching it with one arm and blowing this guy away with yeah, it. Fair. I mean, yeah. So she does she does tag him with a desert eagle. <laughs> 
uh, before <laughs> before she decides. I think I need to get out of here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- I think this might this might have been a bad idea. Yeah, this is this this wasn't a great choice. So she murders him, and then yes. the next thing we know, we're with Teague. And I think I think we should say I think we should say though real quickly he he beats on her pretty good before. Yeah, he does the before the murder, which becomes important. She immediately goes home and like takes a hot shower and is you know gets rid of the clothes and stuff. And like, I just want to say again, I know she's in a mafia situation, but you need to get a cat scan anytime you're strangled. Yeah. Well, and, and can I also throw in there that the way it was described, if I'm getting this right in the book was she's drove into like a a garage area, dumped her clothes in the incinerator (laughs) that they just have. No, it's their garage incinerator. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Sorry. Obviously, you're going to cool. be a garage if incinerator. You're, if you're if you're in the mafia, you need to have a garage incinerator in case something goes down. That you would keep in your home. Yeah. Not away from where you live. Gotcha. Okay. No, 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 no. You need you need to have that. Yeah. Okay. I, there I, there are far dumber things they do within the mob world, so I will let that one slide. Fair. I I feel like. Well, we'll get there. Um. So now we're with Teague, and um. His older brother, Aiden, I think, comes and says, hey, guess who just got shot in the face? Brendan Halloran, the first Halloran son, the heir to the Halloran crime family. And um, I noticed that the first thoughts that like basically they find out that Callista Sheridan and Brendan Halloran were betrothed in this conversation. Right. And they were like yeah. going to consolidate yeah. power under the O'Malley's nose. One of the thoughts that Teague has in this moment is um quote shit everyone knew what a sadistic fuck brendan was i know right <laughs> and I'm like as this book goes on everyone has the thought of like man brendan halloran was a horrifying person who murdered up every stripper his brothers yep. know that all the o'malley's know that even the girl o'malley's know that it seems that everyone knew this except for callista when she went and into Colm. the strip yeah yeah and- well, okay. well i don't know Apparently if Colm they- did Colm's her dad well- by were, the, were the Sher- were the Sheridans like? I kind of got the feeling the Sheridans were the smallest of the pieces maybe. of pie. Yeah, that, that might they be slice it. up Austin. That maybe they're a little more disconnected, and I'm 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 really trying to carve out some benefit of the doubt. Yeah, to to just ha- kind of how naive Callista Sheridan is, or because the book, the rest of the way, wants us to understand how smart and sharp and wise and sort of. She has these sixth sense about all these things that are going to happen. Right. And you're like, but you had a really good feeling about your dress up in a red wig, skimpy dress, straight shack <laughs> plan. You thought right. that was the play to go. And I just, that one was kind of hard to buy. But yeah, yeah it, I agree. Everybody was like, yeah, Brendan, what a fucking maniac. Right. And in this conversation as well. Teague learns, oh, now that the Halloran deal fell through, uh, Colm Sheridan is calling us wanting to betroth one of us to Callista Sheridan, and it's going to be you. Congratulations, Teague. You're engaged to Callista Sheridan. And his first thoughts are, oh, I wonder what she looks like. I wonder what Callista is like. And I'm like, you know all the Hallorans. How do you not even know what Callista Sheridan, the only Sheridan, looks like? Yeah, there's so, only there were only two of them until a short while ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, this is not a big roster. Right. But, you know, whatever. So, um, all right. We actually should go back and uh, introduce Kerrigan 
Oh, uh, yes. The oldest sister kind of comes in and Kerrigan and Aiden put the press on to Teague to be like, hey, man, I know you might not want to do this, but you're fucking doing it. Yeah, you got to do it. Teague's got some like inner monologue stuff going on that is like, I just I'm trying to get out of this life, man. Yeah, he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. He, he not you know. only wants to get out of this life, he wants his siblings out of this life, you know? He does. Yeah, he's he does. really he's really trying. Um, he's but a he sweet knows guy that, that way. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's not really doing anything to accomplish that, but... He's he doing wants. some stuff, but the stuff he's doing is stupid and reckless. <laughs> because they all want to die. Yeah. Um, see, look at you. You're going back. You're, you're filling in plot points that I'm skipping. Look at you. Oh, I've, well, because this... I should also tell you that uh, this is the part in the book where I was reading the hard copy and then I got re- <laughs> You went out and got the hard copy? Right there. Whoa! Look at this yeah. guy. Yeah, this is great this is great podcast stuff where I'm showing her a picture or something, <laughs> but I have the actual book. Nice. The so I, I I went out and bought actually to a bookstore, by the way. I did not Amazon that. That wow. was in a Barnes and Noble. But then I got really busy. And uh, unlike your travel for work, which is much farther than mine, you're on planes and can read. Yeah. I'm in the car. Yeah. So I ended up actually downloading the audiobook to this. Yeah. How was that? It was, it changed the whole book for me. Really? It made the, because it made it so much stupider. <laughs> because yeah. I feel like, I feel like the woman, bless her heart, who was doing the audiobook, like has either never been flirted with oh. or like, like, because a lot of the intimate stuff. She didn't really know how to read, but then she was also trying to do the guy's voices. Yeah. If you're new to romance audiobooks, you really got to acclimate to the woman deepening her voice to be like, hello. Yeah. And she was trying to do some sort of like really terrible Boston accent. So it was like every time Teague was like talking, it was like, well, fuck Angel. Oh, no. Fuck Angel. And I was just like, oh, good Lord. So. At this point, I started casting it in my head. So basically, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to ask you that. You guys, Cole's a big movie guy. I would say. Yes. Would you say that yes. you're a big movie guy? I am a big movie guy. Who yes. would you cast in this? Well, as who? As who? As, as I, I kind of did the whole our main, thing. Our mean, our hero and our okay. heroine. So going into it, and you'll you'll enjoy this. I don't yeah, know if this I'm, has come I'm up on your pods, but um, I had immediately when you go to Boston and you're my age, you're in Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> yeah. Like that's the only thing. And so Tigo Malley was instantly Matt Damon in my head. Like when I was reading the book. Okay. I was like, okay, so Teague will be Matt. But like a young Matt then, Damon, not like a current Matt Damon. Yeah, any like anything we bought a zoo and after is not <laughs> Matt Damon. We're looking for rounders. Oh shit. Are we gonna have a full on we got we bought a zoo argument? Here we can have a we bought we we can do the we bought a zoo thing in public if you want. You guys, one time Cole and I nearly stopped being friends over the film We Bought a Zoo and whether it was good or not. You don't want to lose fans because people are gonna side with me on this more than they're gonna <laughs> it's a side great with you. Movie. Okay. Think about the population that movie. are the, the connoisseurs of this podcast and they all cried when that tiger died. So I've liked my odds I, here. Okay, so first of all, you put my position as though I was pro-death of a tiger. Yeah. That was not the problem with the movie. <laughs> I don't want the animals to die, okay? Well, if he doesn't buy that zoo, they all do. So think about that. If the movie is we didn't buy a zoo and we didn't make a movie about it, all those animals are dead. 
So I will agree. I will agree that we murdered the animals is a worse <laughs> movie than the We Bought a Zoo. But We Bought a Zoo is still a pretty shitty movie. Okay. All right. And I just don't feel like if you're gonna die on a hill, you should die on the We Bought a Zoo hill. Yeah, it's just I'm already here on this hill, so it's like maybe choose like Brothers Grimm or something, where Oof. there's at least something a little more. Yeah, that's how you, bad We Bought uh, a Zoo. You is. think Brothers Grimm is a better movie yes. than We Bought a Zoo? Yes. Oh fuck yes. you, man. That's that's it's not stupid. my fault. That's it's not my fault. Stupid. Hey, it's not my fault. Chubby Matt Damon can't act. That's Ooh. not my fault. Ooh, oh, right. To he the needs heart. that low carb edge. That's what he needs. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Tigo Malley. So Tigo Malley. I initially had... era Matt Damon. <laughs> well, that was when I was reading it to myself. All right. Okay. But then when the woman started talking, it totally changed. And she kind of read everybody as Cole Hauser. Okay. Okay. And so all of a sudden, Tigo Malley is like burnout Cole Hauser to me. Okay. All right. Because, which I think is fine. I did Cole Hauser. Yeah. That's fine. Um, but are all the O'Malley's Cole Hauser? Most of the O'Malley's are Cole Hauser's. <laughs> That's the problem. Because, they're, but they're different Cole Hauser's. Yeah. Um, uh, so you've got like Goodwill Hunting Cole Hauser is Teague. And then. You've got the breakup. Cole Hauser is Aiden. Sure. You know, I can totally, I can totally see Aiden sitting in a club and telling a woman, you know, I'm going to wrap you up in bubble wrap. I'm going to poke two holes, obviously, oh, God. you know, doing yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. I think Aiden's creepy as hell. Um, <laughs> Aiden gets a book. And the, of course, Aiden gets a book. Does Aiden get murdered in that book? Because he should get murdered. I don't know. Book. But I, if I remember correctly, he gets with like an FBI agent lady oh so the fbi starts becoming more because that was one of my problems with this book is like the fbi was just so periphery i had a lot of problems like, with the fbi in this book um, i figured i was gonna let you take the law enforcement <laughs> angle but <clears throat> all right wait wait we're off topic oh, okay we need I'm to get sorry, back okay That's wait but who did you cast her as or did you oh no yeah oh, i absolutely casted and her. she she was rachel mcadams yeah. to me I see that. Um, I, I thought that that was because I also, when I watch Rachel McAdams, I'm like, likable, uh-huh. totally likable. And people try to convince me in movies that she's really smart, but <laughs> she's always doing a bunch of dumb shit. <laughs> and so that is why I totally uh, bought Rachel McAdams. Like, and, and we're talking like Wedding Crashers, Rachel McAdams. Yeah. Well, now that you say we bought a zoo, one of the best movies ever, I could see like a Scarlett sure. Johansson in this role as well. Because See, I would... I didn't put her in it, but I could put her more as like a Kerrigan. Fair. Okay. I think she's more of a party girl than like Rachel McAdams. I think Callista, you got to kind of take out of her shell a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Kerrigan, I could see as a Scarlett Johansson. And then Colm, obviously, I just got to give a shout out to my boy, Colm Meany. <laughs> that is the only Colm that can exist. <laughs> I want Colm to have his own book so Colm Meany can just have a movie to himself. Can you imagine a Colm book? Like <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Yes, I imagine him sitting in a chair and just, like, eating a bunch of food and having people bring women to him. That would be Colm's book. Yeah. It would just be a continuous harem <laughs> at the Sheridan Ranch. Because he's all alone now. Callista lives at the O'Malley Ranch. Ronan's dead. Yeah. So. Yeah, what's Colm going to do? Yeah. All right. So, okay. Anyway. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So they're at the engagement party. Callista goes yes. outside of the engagement party. She is stressed out, you guys. She does not want to be engaged to Teague O'Malley. She's just getting passed around. She just had this horrible PTSD incident where she murdered a dude. And now she's going to be betrothed to another dude who might be just as bad for all she knows. And does she not know them, though? That that was the thing that I kept coming back to. Is I was like, so she really doesn't know any of these people. Apparently not. The Sheridans okay. must be very isolated. Um, 
And then, so she's outside freaking out. And then all of a sudden, out of the darkness, comes Tigo Malley and is like, you want to smoke? And she's like, yeah, I want to smoke. And then she figures out it's Tigo Malley. And you guys, she identifies him as a sexy man. He's super tall, very, very tall, broad-shouldered, yeah. lots of muscles, tattoos, so, Can I just, can I just uh, yeah. ask a very quick uh, novice romance novel Sure, question. sure, sure, sure. Is the minimum height 6'4"? Uh, yes. Is there no one in a romance novel who has ever been less than six foot? Ooh. As a as a romantic interest. Like, you know, are there I romance novels say, for short people? Yeah, I've read a couple. Not short, but, like, there are, I've read a couple of romance novels where the guy isn't just, like, super big. I, I'm not, I'm not crazy small or anything, but, uh-huh. like, this is the land of giants, and I have been to Boston. Uh-huh. Small, small people. But I mean, what are you? You're like six two, right? Yeah, but you could be here. You could be in I'm the not, book. It would. I just want to be clear. Not about whether I could have been in it, but I'm just sitting there going. Everybody they describe is like he's a fucking mountain man. Yeah, they're it's in the unbelievable. mafia. They have to be tall. No, no, they're not in the mafia. They're in the <laughs> underground. They're in the, yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, but I have. I think the second book in the uh, the Molly Harper. Uh, werewolf series in Alaska has like a nerdy guy, and I want to say he was kind of short compared okay. to the heroine. So he Maggie. was like he was like my height then. Gotcha. Yeah, fair. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. So he comes up, and uh, she finds out that he's Tigo Malley, and they kind of have a flirtation, and then she's got a scarf tied around her neck to cover the bruises left by Brendan Halloran only days ago. And he just like whips that scarf right off her neck. And then he's like, who hurt you? And she's like, I'm not going to tell you that because you're going to find out. She doesn't want anyone to know she murdered Brendan Halloran because she's going to get murdered up too. And she can't trust this guy. And then they have kind of an argument about whether or not she's going to tell him who did the bruises. And then to shut him up, she goes in for a smooch. I will say, when I was reading the book, like, the exposition is fine. It's the the moving, it's all whatever. I do think that Miss Robert is super confident writing kiss scenes, mm-hmm. sex scenes, uh-huh. all love stuff. That that being said, boy, was this a fucking disgusting what? kiss. What? Uh, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like, I'm really sorry. And maybe it's because I've never, da- I've never dated a smoker. Oh, I don't you smoke. found it disgusting my, because of my smoking? lovely wife does not smoke. And it was like, OK, she's he's smoking outside. He's like, and I'm just thinking, OK, if it were me, hey, 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 lady, uh-huh. why don't you have this cigarette real quick before we kiss? Let's why don't we just get you a nice cigarette. <laughs> yeah. But then he smokes it, right, too. Sweet. So I think they've got mutual smoking. I know it just I know, but I'm, I'm not saying they didn't yeah. enjoy it. It sounded like they liked uh-huh. it quite a bit. I'm just saying when I read it, as the third guy, as the other guy in the room just staring at them, I was like, oh, that's a little gross. <laughs> All right, fair. Not not, not super t- turned down by the, the smoke first kiss. But just just because of the smoking, not because of like the kiss itself. No, the the attempted rape, the murder victim, or uh, all that stuff. Like, no, none of right. that bothered okay. me. Right, okay. Like, all her emotional baggage didn't bother me. His stuff didn't bother me. The kiss itself... Physically, I thought was was very yeah. good, but then all I could think about was like, "You guys taste and smell like shit. That's awful." Fair, okay. <laughs> so then can't get out of it. Then like they 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 unkiss because they're they're getting a little too hot and heavy, and he recognizes that she's only smooching him to shut him up so that he can't ask questions. She goes back inside, 
guys. Teague's out in the alleyway, just chilling out, trying to calm down, trying to get rid of his blue balls from making out with Callista. An FBI agent comes out of the shadows and is like, Sup, Teague? It's me, Finch, from the FBI. Remember me? And basically has no purpose for even being there. It's just like, hey, uh, this is a little exposition that I'm doing right now. You're a CI for the FBI. I just wanted to establish that. And then I'm going to Darkwing Duck back into the shadows. That's me. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, he just evaporates. Oh, my God. If you are an FBI agent, are you going to show up at the betrothal engagement party of two mafia heirs just to wave in an alleyway and be like, hey, it's me, Finch, from the FBI. Just wanted to say hey to you, my primary (laughs) confidential informant. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Finch. This is where this is where I immediately realized that this particular Irish underground, these families deal, you know, you got families that deal in the drug trade. You got families that, you know, deal in sex slaves. These guys deal in like Chuck E. Cheese tokens or something. <laughs> like that is their, that is what they do because they clearly put on an intern FBI. Yeah. Uh, or an FBI intern to be like, why don't you just go see if you can meet somebody in this yeah, Chuck E. Cheese ring we're trying to bring up? Why don't you just poke around the fucking Godfather marriage just, right now? Jesus. Yeah, and, and when you see when you, here's here's what I need you to do when you see your informant, and I don't I don't know if you've ever worked with like had a client who's been a cooperating witness or anything like that. <laughs> um, yeah, let's just do a little segment here that is very vague and it's called uh Bing Boom Bong Confidential Informants with Aaron and Cole. This just isn't how you do it. Yeah. This is not how it's done. This isn't right. how you do it. Yeah, I, I'm certainly I'm certainly not gonna say any names or anything clearly, but this <laughs> this, this trust is, us. This is a bad HBs. Idea. HBs trust us. This, this is, is not, not how, it's how done. you do it. They usually do it in a slightly more clandestine and slightly. secretive manner, manner than like show up in public. There's not but a lot of public meetings. Public. It's at the engagement right. party, and he he's he's like, right. "Hey Teague, it's me from the FBI." Like he's not even like, mm-hmm. "Hey." I imagine he's wearing the <laughs> FBI coat. Like, <laughs> like he's got that on. Like I. I think this this book only works if Finch is actively trying to get Teague murdered and Teague is actively yes. trying to get murdered. Get mur- because, again, they all want to die. That is the theme of this book. Everybody right. wants to die. <laughs> it's a new title. But this is where we learn. And I, and I think this is probably one of the things that's hard. I'm, I'm not an author. Mm-hmm about wanting to set up a series where you want to introduce 300,000 right. characters in the first one so you've got tiebacks. I don't know. I, I guess what they're trying to tell us is Teague informs to Finch because he thinks that might be a way out. Right. 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 Like, yeah. Like he's trying to it? save his okay. family. So once Teague figures out he's going to be betrothed to Callie, like a little paragraph or two about him, like sneaking away in the house or something to call Finch on a burner to be like, Hey man, God. this is yeah. going down or something. If it like that would have made more sense to me that introduces yeah, Finch. Fine. And then we don't have to have this fucking insane, like, like I almost picture, like, did he, did he do the blessing at dinner or something? And like, like Finch, like put on some horrible disguise and wanted to be part of the proceedings. That nearly happened later on at a funeral. Like, (laughs) but there, there were things in this 
uh, in this book that kept sort of, it, I would be drawn into the story and then something as absurd as this would happen and I would be immediately yeah. taken out of it and would think that, oh, it's this is just a comic book to me now. All right. So after this, we flip to... But don't worry, there's sex. Yeah. So I'm still in. Like, it's all good. We flip to the Hallorans. Uh, we meet James Halloran, who is uh, yes. who's the guy from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, that's a good one. Charlie this Hunnam. This was clearly written as Charlie Hunnam. Come on. They t- keep talking about well, his like shoulder-length all, blonde hair and his clipped uh, goatee and how he looks like a biker. I think it said like 50 times that he looks how, like a biker in this thing, and he never gets on a motorcycle, and his yeah, family has nothing that to do is with true. motorcycles. I, I just, before you get any I'm sorry, angrier I'm sorry, at me I'm than you already are, down. I don't know how much Charlie Hunnam you think I consume. I, as a TV viewer, I've never seen Sons of Anarchy. I don't know um, your life, man. There's a lot of know. things you consume that I wouldn't assume. <laughs> that's probably true. Like, <laughs> that, that's let's fair. talk about our favorite movies With- from Justin to Kelly. <laughs> Withdrawn. Newsies. Like, that, first why of all, it's a great I... film. It's better than We Bought a Zoo. Okay. From Justin we're, to we're Kelly is better not, than We Got a Zoo. We're not doing From Justin to Kelly. I'll ask you this. Does From Justin to Kelly have Brandon's rap? <laughs> no. You mean does does we got a zoo at Brandon's rap? Yeah, that's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. I, I was trying to remember all Brandon's right, name. Fuck. Okay. Sorry. Um. All right. You watch Bold and the Beautiful. But yeah, every no, Charlie day. Hunt. No. Oh, that's it. That is something I was going to say. I'm sorry. This is we're going to revert back to introducing me. My my romance <laughs> background is soap operas, folks. Like I Pull love soap, soap operas. operas. He gets real so, fidgety if Nona, he misses his Bold and the Beautiful. <laughs> no, Nona and Bo- introduced me to Bold and the Beautiful like 25 years ago. So I have been watching Bold and the Beautiful uh, since mm-hmm. I was like eight. So that is where I'm coming from, from Roman. That I meant to say that at the beginning. I'm so sorry, folks. So I'm not like a a stone-faced anti-romantic person. I... I love Bull and the Beautiful. And uh, we watch it every night, Jesse and I. Uh, wow, you that found our, the right lady for yeah. you. <laughs> I did. No, I did. She she is now, uh, well, she's not here. I can say it for her. She loves she it. She loves Bull and the Beautiful. She's obsessed with Bull and the Beautiful. Yeah, she hates to Man, miss it. I remember the days where but. I would have to watch Bold and the Beautiful with you, and it was a, it was a struggle yes, for me. And you'd be like, check out all, this guy. Rude. This guy's the best. Check, th- check this out. <laughs> Ooh, Man. <laughs> Anyway, all right, okay, okay. First of all, they don't talk like that, okay? They know me now. I don't talk like that. They know you now. All right, okay, so the Hallorans, they're back at their uh, motorcycle cave, and they're basically like, oh, my God. (laughs) The um, Sheridans and the um, O'Malley's, they're consolidating power. How dare they, right after Brendan dies, go under our nose and betroth that sheridan girl to um, right. an o'malley instead of coming to us and snatching up another halloran brother and so they're like we're going to fucking and, war we're at war now and th- this i would have rather had like a guys because it it seems to me that the hallorans wanted yeah. to go to war anyway like that's they wanted a reason yeah. to go to war i agree with that so i would have i would have rather them because they continue throughout the book to be like this was just yeah. disrespect that's why this war started and it's like just just like a little discussion between James and his dad or James mm-hmm. and Ricky about like, hey, you know, we don't really care if he got married to Callista. That was to consolidate power. But this gives us a reason yeah. to go to war. But, you know, later in Something the book, like Kerrigan that. does say that because Callista's really blaming herself for this whole war thing. Because she's like, if I wouldn't have shot Brendan Halloran, none of this bad stuff would have happened because there's a body count in this book. And Callista really blames herself right. for it. 
And Kerrigan, Teague's sister, is basically like, uh, we were pretty much going to war anyway. Like, once the O'Malley's found out that you were betrothed to Brendan Halloran, we were going to go to war or, you know, there this right, was going to happen. Right. It just seemed weird. I, I guess, and maybe I didn't read it close enough or listen to it close enough. If you can imagine <laughs> I that. can. Uh, <laughs> that every, like, every time the Hallorans were trying to explain what they did or why they're doing what they're doing, it's like, you can't. You can't just dump Brendan and marry another yeah. guy the next day. Like, that's not okay. Like, that is that is what we're, you know, that's the reason we're we doing We Irish this. are big into I don't disrespect. Know I don't face. know if you know this. Being Italian, I have no idea. <laughs> that is not... We are usually we, but we we operate on a different mafioso uh-huh. plane than than the Irish. Underground. <laughs> All right, with with your membership cards and <laughs> this is going to be a four hour podcast. Buckle up, guys. We're on. We're I on told you. Three. I told you. This is the problem when we haven't spoken forever. Okay. Anyway. Okay. 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 So we go back to the we go back to the engagement party. They're sitting at the head table. They're having a little like snarky banter back and forth about how he's he wants her to tell him who made the bruises and she's never going to tell him. And they're both kind of realizing they like each other and that they're enjoying themselves. And then guess what? Out of nowhere, shots ring out. Drive by. Pop, 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 pop. Drive by Windows shooting. shattering. People getting shot. Maybe. I don't remember. Is anyone shot? I don't remember. There's a drive by shooting at what I'm assuming is a very interior ballroom at some place. I don't I guess there's party. windows. But that's not even what bothered me about this. What bothered me about this was this paragraph. Teague tried to process the fact that someone was shooting, and then he moved, grabbing Callista and dragging her beneath the table. It wasn't an ideal position because they were on a raised stage above the other tables, but any other cover was better than no cover. He shielded her body with his while he scanned the room. Hey, Teague, what's up? You're under a table. Maybe... Tip the table over. Tip that right over. Tip That's that right how you over. get yeah, coverage from bullets. Yeah. They don't they don't nail no. those down. Yeah, you can, you can just move those. Yep. You don't yep, need to take movable. a bullet for close to in this moment. Table can take a bullet. No, but but he's a hero. Well, yeah, he, 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 he made quick he work of it. He's just uh, not good at staying alive. Um anyway, so <laughs> That to. happens, and they all recover and clink their glasses and announce that uh, Teague and Callie will get married in four weeks' time. And and this is the part where I don't quite feel as bad why it took us like an hour to get through the first mm-hmm. three chapters, because there was a lot they were trying to jam into that those is first true. three chapters. Like, a lot of shit. And then we get to go on sort of the romance part of the book. Because at this point, I was like, did she just send me like a really shitty <laughs> that no they made out in the alley that's a kiss like that happens on pbs okay i'm just no you you know i wouldn't send you anything that didn't have very graphic sex in it um (laughs) exorbitantly graphic sex how how dare you betray like yeah i'm sorry that's an insult to me as a friend i'm just driving in the middle of the desert going where is the sex (laughs) all right okay so um then on their way out uh, or maybe they text or I don't even remember, but they invite each other to go to a secret dinner, just Callista and Teague, right. because they want to get to know each other and they want to kind of sort out what's happening yep. with this war situation and all that. This is when out of nowhere, he starts calling her angel. Yeah. Okay. I did want to hit the angel thing because James also fucks yeah. us up later with his nickname uh, for, I don't want to ruin it for anybody until we get there, but the nicknames of Angel mm-hmm. and Lovely, just the 
dumbest things you could ever well, call somebody. I don't want to spoiler alert, guys. Um, this is every book in the series. So if you don't like repetitive nicknames like Angel and Lovely that came out of nowhere well, for no reason and stick real hard for the whole book, that's going to be something that's annoying to you about Katie Robert. And I will say this, not just repetitive nicknames um, that are really dumb. Because, like, just use baby or mm-hmm. something. Like, ba- like it's just, you could, there, there were ways mm-hmm. to get around that. But there's also, like, how many times, I wish I had a pitch counter, where they were like, he met her gaze. Everyone's yeah. meeting gazes. There are no glances. No. There are no looks. There are yeah. only gazes, and they're mm-hmm. always being mm-hmm. met. And then people were always, like, holding a breath mm-hmm. they didn't know they had. That happened, like, <laughs> nine times. So there are, everybody's got breaths they didn't know they had and gazes that they got to meet. And angels. You will and, find and like that even when most romance novels have like five phrases like that that are held onto through the whole thing because it's hard. It's hard when you, to write a romance novel where it's like how many times can you say they looked at each other in how many different ways? Well, so each one no, has and, a few and I, of those. I sort of. It took about when we hit like the sixth or seventh gaze being met. That's when I was finally like, okay, <laughs> you can literally just say we looked at her. Yeah. I looked at her. And she looked smoking mm. fucking hot. It didn't have to be like I met I her gaze, and she looked smoking fucking to read hot. Your he looked at her with his eyes. She looked fucking hot. <laughs> then he moved in. She was a fucking smoke show. It was, it was time I to was go to Bankville. He was on an express train to <laughs> Orgasm Town. Like, yeah, it would be very good. People would be like, "This guy yeah, is educated." This guy. If Cole right wrote here. a romance novel, Smoke Show would be in there about 50 to 70 times. Well, no, th- that would be my angel. It would be, hey, it would be him continuing to be like, what's up, Smoke Show? Uh, I would like to read that. I'll, g- I'll get working on it. All right, Don't worry. Good. So uh, T goes back. He's spending time with his family. This is where uh, Cillian or Killian. Did you call him Killian before? Is it Killian? Cillian? I was I was always reading it, Killian, and she says like the woman who read oh, okay. it. Okay, well, Killian. I read a whole book of Cillian. I call him Cillian, but I don't know. Anyway, he tells Teague that he once saw Callista out dancing at a nightclub, and based on her moves, right? she, he believes that she could quote ride a dick real good. Can you imagine ever yeah, saying nah, that to a sibling? <laughs> anyway, just wanted to highlight that. Well, Mallory, um, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> no, I. It was. There were things that were said between siblings, and, and I only have a younger mm-hmm. sister, so obviously I probably didn't say things to her <laughs> um, that I would have maybe right. said to a brother. Sure. <laughs> but I did have friends, and it's like when Jordan and Andy and whoever and I were all hanging out, like we never, ever said shit like that to anybody and we don't have the cleanest senses. Of I, I don't know like, this it, it's not... for a fact, but I kind of feel like there's nothing that was said between you and other men growing up that you would not have said in front of me. I don't know that to be true because I've no. never been in a room no. that I'm not in, but I assume that the, ca- that's right. the case. Because no. you've said some no, because, shit in because, front of me. <laughs> yeah. No, there have been words that have come out. That's true. I've said things uh-huh. like that. But I not things like what Killian said. By the way, I want to be very clear. I've never no, said things no, like that. No, no, but like, but that's ooh. Um, yeah, you never say that. No, like it, a but, man, but you could, your new girlfriend or your fiance looks real hot. I no. bet she can ride a dick. Nah, you pass on that. You probably keep that inside. You bury yeah. that deep down. You don't say that to no. the person. Uh, no, it was. There were a couple of things 
that I was just like, again, took me right out of it. Cause I'm like, okay, if you want to have Killian say something like, Hey, she's attractive. You mm-hmm. can say that you could get that part across. And, and may I say in Killian's book, he, this shouldn't be a spoiler cause it's chapter one of his book. He meets a waitress or a bartender in like chapter one. And he's like, Hey, uh, bartender, you're pretty hot. You want to fuck in the alley? And she's like, yeah. And he just bends her over the alley in, in the alley. And that's their meet cute. So Killian's. Oh, well, so Katie, <laughs> Robert, cause we've it. got a meet cute coming up later in this book. That is yeah. pretty spectacular. So, um, she's really into those, uh, get yeah. straight to it. <laughs> yeah. Good for her. Good for Katie. Um, Okay. So then uh, pretty much the next thing that happens is they go to this dinner. There's some there's some O'Malley conversations that don't really matter uh, about the war and stuff. But they go to the dinner. Um, the first thing that happens is she trips over her heels and he catches her on the way to the table. And they get a real secret back table to have their dinner at. Why are you shaking your head over there? <laughs> because... All I'm thinking is, again, sort of mafia mm-hmm. logistics. Um, yesterday was a yeah. drive-by shooting that started a Yeah, that's why they war. went to the table in the back. The back table. The one yeah, furthest from the so, windows. No, obviously obviously, the thing you do right away is like, we should probably go in public somewhere. <laughs> we'll get a secluded public table. But we will definitely, as opposed to you coming to our gigantic compound guarded by yeah. guys with guns, we should... Like maybe hit what up. What was weird was they they know. acted like Grab their family sandwich. like couldn't know that they were having this dinner to get like it was a secretive dinner from even right. their families and I'm like your families want you guys to get married and fuck I don't understand why you're not virgins or anything like this is why I was curious with a lot of the plot devices that I was like there's a very easy alternative that makes way more fucking sense like hey we've got to keep this secret because people are trying mm-hmm. to murder us we should steer clear of the right. murder. Not our family being like, um, there will be no touching before marriage. This is Catholic shit, and you guys need to hold it <laughs> yeah. down. Like, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they have a great dinner. There's a lot of banter back and forth. They find out things about each other. The banter yeah, was very I good, I thought this was way. really good. I thought the banter was good. And this is where I think the author is, like, really comfortable in writing really good banter, mm-hmm. really good flirting. Um, if, if you extract the angels yeah. and lovelies. And no, it was it was a really cool dinner. It was a good. She really dinner. shines in dialogue, and, and I also think she really shines in dirty yeah. talk. If you take out the lovelies and the angels, she does. Yeah, she really does. In fact, um, I wish that you hit on it. The, the angels and everything really took me out of it, mm-hmm. especially when it's getting read to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when when constantly it's a oh, fuck angel. Yeah, and it was like, whoa, you did, you didn't have to have that second part. Yeah, but anyway. No, it was it, it was good. I, I liked this whole chapter. In fact, I think that's how this book came up on Twitter is somebody was asking for recommendations of books with good dirty talk. And somebody said the whole O'Malley yeah. series has great dirty talk. Anyway, so they go out to the car. He specifies to her that this is a date and he will be taking her back to her Cadillac Escalade and he will be yep. smooching her there. And she's like, yeah, that's happening. I I am OK with uh, getting getting smooched against the Escalade. And so he proceeds to do that. Um, yep. Then it gets and well. It seemed like he was. He's good at it. It seems like he's he's done that before. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some bruise kissing that I wasn't. You know how I feel about this. Yeah, I, I'm I'm the same way. Like 
you don't need to become a part of my story that way, I guess, is, is the whole thing. Like, <laughs> But later in the book, he's got a bunch of scars that she wants to, like, lick and smooch. And I just, yeah, it's not it's... about you. I don't know if you listened to no. our episode where it was like, this guy was smooching up on this lady's breast cancer scars. It was around Christmas no, last year. I didn't hear that one. But yeah, I had this whole thing about, like, breast cancer scars are not about you. <laughs> and they're not yeah, sexy. Yeah, it would be... I guess I guess I, I would have I would carve out an exception to if that scar is your fault. <laughs> sure, you can kiss sure. That scar. Yeah, good. <laughs> I'm I'm totally into you kissing your wound that you put into me. Yeah. Yeah. But even then it's like, man, you did this. I don't know if that's yeah, gonna be is, okay. Sounds like you stabbed me. Why did me. you cut me? Why are you Why am I still with you? Yeah, exactly. Why <laughs> Sounds... this feels like I've forgiven you too quickly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um okay so then they they realize they're gonna like do it on the street so they get into that escalade and yeah. he finger bangs her it's on it's on oh, it's yeah. on tm yeah. um no, it's, yeah it's ah he goes down on her or he fingers her i can't remember which maybe both no i think it's both yeah. i think i think he's like he's like which is a baller play by the way <laughs> is him going i'm just taking care of you tonight like that yeah. was his whole thing is like tonight's about you sweetheart yeah and that was like I like Teague. I'm starting to like Teague. Yeah, Teague's good, right? I'm starting to get past the smoking, Uh and I can put that aside. I think that was just a stress uh, cigarette. I don't think they're smokers. I think they were just stressed out. But he he smokes later, and, and, and I should just tell everybody, I have this bizarre, like, unholy aversion to smoking. Yeah. Like, it is, It you could take the most beautiful person in the world, and it would instantly turn me off. Like, if I saw Jesse smoking, I would be like, whoa, that's... It like it would just instantly take me out of everything. It's fucking gross, and I don't know where that comes from. But uh, so when I hear people smoking, I'm like, oh, that's you've always had it. We've had this conversation several times. Yeah, I briefly no, dated yeah, a smoker in college, and you were like, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever heard yeah, about. No, that's like that. That guy could be Gandhi, but he needs to stop smoking. <laughs> Gandhi's not very hot, but <laughs> Ben Kingsley is too hot. Fair. Um, but no, like, and not only is Teague like in it for her, mm-hmm. which I think is a is a very he. I, I think part of it is he knows that she's a very stressed, and B has a lot of shit on her mind, and she's being put through a lot, like thrown around like she's a possession. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm reading a lot into that, by the way. No, I think you're right. <clears throat> I think that that's probably his his point of view. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "I'm just going to take care of you. I'm not expecting." And I really liked this about him, and it made me really get into him as a character. Was I'm. I'm not in this for my gratification only. I'm not in this just for me. I like you. And part of that is I'm going to need to take care of you sometimes. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm going to take care of you with my mouth and fingers. Yeah. And uh, I have a certain expertise in this arena. <laughs> and Congratulations. I would like you to enjoy. You're the yeah. recipient of <laughs> Yep. You're welcome. Um, we didn't so. mention that at dinner he texted his old buddy, apparently James Halloran, who he used to play poker right. with when they were youths, yep. to be like, "Hey, um, can me, you, and Callista all get together and meet about this and maybe try to stop this war?" So then after this, we get a little clip of James Halloran like looking at that text and being like, nah, "Probably not." Yeah. But then I think yeah. we find out here that. Uh, James's brother Ricky is the one that executed this drive-by situation, and James right. didn't know about it, and he's pretty pissed. Ricky is the fucking loose cannon. Like Ricky is a maniac. This is this is Casey Affleck. Okay, this is <laughs> Casey a Affleck fucking maniac. The or the Ben <laughs> Affleck, really? I mean, really any no, Affleck? No, because no, because 
No, because Ben Affleck is going to like, I see him more as the quiet, insane person. Casey <laughs> Affleck is the I'm jerking off upstairs in your mom's bedroom <laughs> sort of guy. Okay. This is fair. I'm still convinced that that wasn't in the script of Good Will Hunting, that they were just like, Casey's up there jerking off for some reason. We should should just, we just put that like, into the. <laughs> when he comes down, say this to him. Yeah. And that's what happens. So, but Ricky's a, Ricky's a, a, an insane person. So Teague has a meeting with Aiden where uh, Teague basically accuses Aiden of doing the betrothal between Callista and Teague to basically provoke a war. And Aiden's kind of like, no, I'm not going to deny it because I love wars. It's my favorite thing. Uh, One of them accuses the other one of killing Brendan Halloran. I don't remember which one. Um, But then Aiden storms out. Teague's really pissed. So what does he do? He calls his best friend, Finch, at the Finchy. FBI with, I believe, his personal cell phone. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. It would be safer. No, 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 no. To grab the burner he phone. Yeah. Okay. He does it this time. I, I was wondering if we were that far because I are. knew that there was one where he's like, I really just don't have time to get the burner. Yeah. Yeah. That's what oh, it was. Okay. It would have been safer to grab the burner phone like he had every other time he'd called Finch, but he wasn't in the mood to jump through those hoops are you fucking kidding me i can't be walking to other rooms right. and grabbing burner phones yeah. and then no it, it, he says that when finch picks up he's like sup teague and he's like spooked that the fbi knows his personal cell phone number i'm like yeah right. of course the fbi knows your personal cell phone number man yeah. Duh. even the summer intern who's doing your case analysis <laughs> knows your fucking personal cell phone number you yeah idiot and then like all i could think was you know who else is tracking your personal cell phone your dad i'm sure like yeah there's no way you tigo mally have any phones that are not being tracked by your dad unless you bought them at walmart and threw them away every day i i just this this always goes back to these are people I'm starting to like at this point in the book. And then they are so stupid. Mm-hmm. They're so dumb. Unless you bought it in the checkout aisle of Walmart, used it outside the store and threw it in a trash can right there. Walmart trash bin. Your dad is tracking this phone, man. Yeah. Anyway. Because because here's the thing. He's tracking you with a person as well. Like oh, your yeah. dad, the concept that you're talking to the FBI and your dad is like, we don't need to put a tail no. on Teague. We're not worried about him. Because also, and I think we skipped over this, that... He's like really worried that his family might figure out <laughs> that he's getting an MBA or some shit. Yeah, I don't that's know. Crazy. Or that he has and his own apartment somewhere else in Boston. Well, they're like, you know, they give me all this freedom. You know, they let me have this apartment. I'm like, wow, quite a leash all the way across Boston. Yeah, but also in the same fucking town. They haven't right. even given you that leash. They fucking know if you're no. getting an MBA yeah. or if you have another apartment. Also, he's placing this call. In his house, in his dad's in house. house. There's no way there isn't cameras all fucking over that house. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, not not great. Like, I'm glad that he's looking for a degree <laughs> and not mobster shit <laughs> because he's, bad at it. he's going to need a job somewhere. He cannot cut it in this line of work. I want to emphasize, though, I think Teague is better at mobster shit than Finch is at law enforcement shit. So, yes, the, these, yes. Just yes. Yeah. Because Finch is fucking terrible. And really this call, I don't know what the point of it was. Um, he's. I, I still think that they randomly are sprinkling Finch in to be like, don't forget we've got. Because <laughs> we're not there yet, but they got to set up the end. Yeah, fair. And if there's not like, if there's not like contact at some point with Finch. Mm-hmm. 
But he calls that, Finch oh. just to be like, hey, we're at war with the Hallorans. You knew that, right? And Finch is like, yeah, dude. Yeah. We're the, we're the FBI. FBI. Uh, the Irish underground is a high priority for the Boston office of the <laughs> FBI, dude. Like, yeah, we know. As we understood. Anytime 13 very Irish people get together, we're on yeah. it. Okay? So you don't need to worry about it. Have that. you seen The Departed? All of you are informants. We know. You know what? That's perfect. You know who Finch is? Because Mark Wahlberg sucks. Finch is Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Fair. All right. Um. So what happens then? Oh, then we find out that Callista's fucking hiding, or uh, Kerrigan's fucking hiding in a closet and like, totally knows yep. Teague's a CI. So that's great. Yeah. Um... Callie's doing a treadmill workout. She basically is so sexually frustrated. The treadmill's not working for her. So she texts Teague and she's like, I have to see you. And he's like, I have a secret apartment in Boston. Here's the address. Um, And then they meet up at the secret apartment. And I think he cooks for her. Yeah, he goes to the market and gets groceries and like makes her a little meal or whatever. And then. um, By the way, before we get into what I thought was extraordinarily good, uh, you know, bang play. <laughs> we've got to. Yeah. We've got to go back to one of the stupidest sentences ever written. Okay. Uh, in the English language. All right. Which was when Kerrigan finds out uh, that Teague is like, you know, talking to the feds. Mm-hmm. She goes, this is, this is word for word. If her father oh, yeah. ever found out what she did. Uh, on the nights she slipped her protection. Oh, I'm sorry. This is a different one, but I'm going to say it now anyway. Um, if her father ever found out what she did on the night she slipped her protection, he'd ship her off faster than she could say fucked. <laughs> Why would she say fucked? I don't know. But I think the sentence you're looking for is he was selling, Teague was selling his soul in the process. Once the feds got their claws in you, you were never truly free. And that was the best case scenario. If their father found out, dot, 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 he'd kill Teague. Like, yeah, you think? Yep. You think? Yep, that was the one. Yeah. Yep. He's got seven kids. He doesn't need this yeah. one. He's got, I got more Teagues. Yeah. I got all kinds of Teagues. Yeah. I got Aiden. I got Killian. I got Devlin for a while. It's going to be fun. <laughs> for a bit, for a touch. Um. Okay. Talk, talk about Devlin the Telegraph Pass, but whatever. <laughs> we'll get there later. Whatever. So they, they meet up at his apartment. He's very like, we're not going to have sex tonight because I want to do this the right way. I don't know if he's like, wait until marriage. I don't know what the deal is. He's no, trying to build a steady foundation for their marriage so he doesn't want right. to have and, sex, which I do not understand. I appreciate what the sentiment was going for, but it made no sense. Yeah. I wrote, this makes no sense, but that's fine. They do some more uh, oral stuff. They do some more finger banging. We get a blow job. It's, it's good. It's all good stuff. It's really good. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Like they are both talented. Yeah. Katie Robert uh, can write a sex scene. I will say the only thing was, and I don't know if it was in this one or, or some of the other later ones where like she'll throw in a cuss word yep. in the dirty talk that I'm like, you don't, you don't have to swear there. Like it, it sort of just didn't flow with the, and maybe it was the reader that was no. not flowing with me. I, I actually like, in here put I had a note that says I do not like her employment of uh, curse words. And the yeah, sentence it, I did it on was. Yeah, the co- common sense was quick to jump in and say that rushing things with the woman he was supposed to spend the rest of his life with wasn't building the foundation in the most effective way possible. Sex was all well and good, but he wanted this shit between them to be about more than that. I'm like, right, you don't need to yeah. say shit there. There's no reason no. why. No, and and then like when when they're you know getting down a couple of times, she's like, oh, uh, oh, fuck, fuck, angel, fuck, angel. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. um, 
No. Yeah. If you're going to if you're going to waste me with Angel, just say Angel. Like just get it over with. This is where she starts smooching up on his scars. He has a bunch of like child abuse scars going from his dad being a total Yeah, dick. which they really didn't get into, but uh Yeah. That was that was kind of one of those really intense to just scratch the surface on the child abuse cutting with a knife thing. Right, yeah. Then uh, the next day she goes home and when she gets there, uh, Teague's mom and Kerrigan are there to take her out to do wedding planning stuff. That doesn't super matter. Um, But while they go out and do wedding planning stuff, uh, James calls Teague. James Halloran calls Teague and says, come over to the Halloran place and we can meet and talk about it. And Teague basically says at the end of this conversation, um, if I can figure out who killed your brother, will you call off this war? And James is like, sure. It's kind of arbitrary, but it works for the plot. It's fine. Well, it's the, the thing that was arbitrary to me, too. And I I, I get that they're trying to and I'm going to stop making the same point over and over again. <laughs> but like, OK, you're, you're going to have this meeting on their turf with no protection. You're not going to have this meeting like no. in Boston Common. Mm-mm. You're not going to well, do it somewhere where you can't get boxed in. Gotcha. Great call. Uh, yeah. You're awesome at mobbing. He again. trusts James, I guess, but he also like doesn't want his dad to know that he's having this meeting. So I kind of see that. But like also just bring like, but you there's don't gotta do it be a bar, guy though. that's Teague's guy. Yeah. Yeah. At least bring one of your guys and do it somewhere on neutral ground neutralist like it can be in a bar but you're not going to go to like the Halloran ranch to be like hey I'm sure once James turns his back none of these 45 guys that are in here that want to murder me are going to do anything and guess what happens you guys um (laughs) shit did I just blow it did I just spoiler alert guys uh he gets fucked up yeah Teague leaves the bar he gets fucked up by Ricky and the boys um but but we are we are she was very clear Teague Teague can punch he was much stronger yeah, te- and sexier than the assaulters <laughs> thought he was going to be. His muscles were very firm. You're really getting the hang of this. Um, they they um, yeah. thought, hey, Teague's a very good fighter. We thought he was going to be a softy, but he is he is magnificent. <laughs> but he is no match for Casey Affleck and the ragtag no- <laughs> group of pissed off Halloween. It was it, it was like it was like Casey Affleck, Spot Conlon, and Jack Kelly all getting in there just fucking him Spot up. Spot Conlon. <laughs> they had like all Brooklyn. kinds of shit. <laughs> They had guys coming Brooklyn. in from everywhere. Just to fuck this guy. <laughs> Don't fuck with Spock Conlon now. Right. He's coming in. <laughs> Dude, HB's like, if you got that joke, like, gold star, gold star, gold medal award. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Back on track. Man, that was, that was good stuff. Good work. <laughs> okay. Um, so they fuck him up. Yeah, I they, guess they fuck him up pretty good. <laughs> we, we, they, they, they beat him up uh, very, very He's well. He's unconscious. They continue to beat him up. So again, back at the back at the Sheridan place, uh, Calista's trying to run on the treadmill. You guys, she's very fit, very svelte, very thin. She loves running on the treadmill. She loves doing Which I'm assuming workouts. Is a is quite the romance land trope yeah. of skinny fit girl. I know I, I've heard you guys a bunch and... I, that would get annoying after a while. Yeah, like they're all very, very bird boned, very small. The the thing the thing about romance is like either you've got a girl that's like very explicitly the thinnest, prettiest, lightest, birdest, bonedest girl you've ever met, or you've got someone who's like explicitly chubby. Like it, there's no right. kind of like stick or it, that's her thing. Yeah, there's no like she was a normal sized lady. You know, it's getting better, but there's not a lot of it. Okay. 
Um, so she goes out running again with her detail, Micah, and a car pulls up, screech, you know, like pulls up the door. It's one of those vans with the door. I'm sorry. How how did that car pull up again? There it is. It's a podcast. We need to have sound effects or else they're not going to think we're professional. That's fair. Uh Uh-huh. I'm sorry. So she braces to get shot in the face. Um, but she does not get shot in the face. I think Micah gets in front. You, Micah does his job. Yeah, Micah. J- Micah is the best guy in this book. <laughs> I just want to throw it out there. Like he's the only person who's like, do you guys fucking get that we are in a gang war and you guys are in the mob and like yeah. this guy it was gonna go to war with? Like, do you none of you fucking people see this? Yeah. And so because we're getting to the point where they dump out Teague. Yeah. They dump Teague, Teague out goes of the rolling van, out in front of her and. Micah says something like, ah, oh, we should probably just leave him there. Yeah. And it's she's that O'Malley like, shit. Fucking... I say we leave him. Yeah. And she's like irate. Yeah. She holds it in, I think. But she's like irate that he would say that. And I'm like, no, that makes sense. Yeah. And she says, like, this is my like, fiance. I suggest you watch your tone. Yeah. And he says, yes, ma'am. Yeah. But he's like, again, he's the only one thinking with his head. Like, we could call a doctor. Yeah. We can call an ambulance. Right. I'm not saying leave him for dead. <laughs> right. But. Maybe because people also want to murder you, we should get out of here. Get you yeah. out of here. But no, no cool. No. You're right. You're smart. Yeah. I get this. Let me pick this guy up who's huge and very muscly. <laughs> um, bigger than I thought. Um, just wanted to comment on that. It's very dense. And <laughs> huge dick. Mostly it's yeah. oh, all the weights in the car. It's cot. all dick weight. Yeah. It's all dick weight. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah, so they take him back, they they nurse his wounds, he's unconscious, she's very worried about the concussions, you know, it's it's very yeah. sweet. Um, it is it actually is sweet. Like I, I like what they did. Yeah. And I really like Micah's mom mm-hmm. and I like how they kind of set up the the Sheridan ranch and like all the people who take care of everything and they bring the doctor yeah, over. Yeah, the mob and, doctor. Got him. All that's all that stuff is very mm-hmm. good, and you know, does what it's supposed to do, and it really starts to show that hey, they actually both really do care about each other, which is nice and sweet. And it, you know, I I was at this point getting to the part where I'm like, we need to fuck at something. <laughs> like we need to. It's time you guys consummate this week and a half long relationship. Oh, welcome to more... romance novels. We've got to fuck Cause... at some point. Is how you feel. <laughs> At forty eight percent into every book, don't worry about yeah, it. That's how it, okay, that's how I, they get you. If they fucked at the beginning, you wouldn't read the rest of the book. I, I love a slow this burn. This isn't a slow burn. No, I love a they slow finger burn. Finger banged several times. I didn't say it was. Oh, okay. All right. Good. I mean, there's a lot of accusations flying around this, right now. I'm not you, really all right. Sure listen, why. in the level of culinary conversations, I'm at a three at best. That's fair. So don't. That's fair. We'll get you there. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll get you there. All right. Um. Uh, so then we clip back to we're in the Halloran bar and Ricky and the gang come in and they're like, whoop, whoop, we're celebrating. And James is like, we fucked them all up. What are you celebrating? It was great. And he was like, oh, we fucked up Teague as he was leaving his meeting with you. Whoop, whoop. This is the best. As if like. And this is again, like <laughs> all like nobody would do that. No one I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I realize this is an audio medium and I just banged the table. Yeah, but... it's fine. I've hit the microphone mm. several times. Nobody would do that. Like, it is not. Yeah. That's not mob stuff. I'm just saying. No. So, James, um, (laughs) James is like, all right, Ricky, you disobeyed me and you fucked up Teague, who's my best friend. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I know, right? And again, James has this connection to Teague, which who doesn't 
love their poker buddy. Well, who doesn't like, love that's... Teague? Teague's a great guy. Same for James. We're getting there with Teague. Yeah. Well, I... Mm, uh, we're, you haven't read James books, James is going to have some problems. You can come around on James. You're going to come around. Well, when I started we'll talk book about two James and later. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, Katie? Then I read, I got into maybe a chapter four. I was good with it. I was along for the ride. Is it because he's Charlie Hunnam? Be honest with me. I don't, I'm unable to parse that out in my brain. Okay, that's fair. I can't separate Understood. those things. I don't know. I can't confirm or deny. <clears throat> um. All right. So he's like, all right, Ricky, we've got to go to the back room. Um, and he makes him sit in a chair. These are two grown men. Yep. He makes him sit yep. in a chair and he's like, okay, Ricky, do you want me to whip you or cane you? Yeah. This part got very weird to me. Very weird. Um, because there was like, and I couldn't quite figure it out from reading it, whether it was like he was whispering to him. I don't know. Because when he was whispering to him, it felt like almost erotic. <laughs> like he was like, do, do you want the belt? Do you want the whip? And it's like, whoa, hey, hey, is this is this Prillian five or whatever that weird cousin sex? It- I don't understand how two grown up mafioso brothers, one of which is a loose cannon. He he gets him to just go in here willingly, sit down in the chair and be like, yes, sir, I'll take the cane. Like, I don't think yeah, Ricky's no, doing it- that. I think Ricky's Wait, like, I don't fuck think- off, man. You don't get don't to beat me. Remember. I don't remember when, if James has been bestowed with Brendan's job, it's been for like 48 hours. Like, this is not like a, oh, under under James Halloran's reign as number two, yeah. you don't do this shit. Like, this is, yeah, I, like, it makes no fucking sense. I could have really done without that chapter, especially for book two, because like, it kind of never left my brain that like, James just beats the shit out of his brother a lot. <laughs> J- well, because James Whips. is a terrible person. Yeah, fair, fair. I gotcha. <laughs> I mean, he's just but you awful. know what? So he loves Kerrigan. No, well, I think I can disprove that later in the <laughs> he pod. Falls in love with Kerrigan. I think he. I think he likes sexing Kerrigan. I think, he from does. what I understand, he enjoys uh, having sex. Which, by the way, they have sex far quicker than Callie and T. Yeah, but that's just their style. Which is, well, that's a good style. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so the next morning they wake up, Teague's like, he's, he's very hurt. He's got broken ribs. He's got a concussion. It's a lot. He's like, I got to well, get out of here. That's I what happens when you have 1.2% body fat. Yeah, they're going to get to the ribs real quick. <laughs> they, they you can't, can, I mean, yeah. nothing you can do about that. Yeah. But yeah, I did. I did find it funny. He's like, fuck, I can't miss mass. Yeah, he's got to get, he's the only way that he's allowed to miss mass is if he's in a coffin. Which is a very classic mob trope yeah. in everything. Yes. Not, I'm sure not just romance mob, but yeah. like all mob. So I, I was kind of okay with it, um, but it was like, I mean, dude, you you've got like a collapsed lung or some shit. Like you could probably hit the maybe the five p.m. Yeah, I don't really know that you got to be there for the seven thirty, but that's fine. Okay, so he goes to mass, and there was some cute banter at that point too between them. Yes. Like there was continuing to like forge the relationship yeah. and all that stuff. But yes, he goes to mass, um, looking great. Then. <laughs> he does look great he puts on a suit he makes it work because they she does describe it as like this suit just suctions to his yeah. body so i'm like uh-huh, um uh-huh. so at mass he's leaving mass this is mafia irish underground mass you've got mm-hmm. 
all the O'Malley's are here. They're coming out of yeah. mass. And guess who's outside leaning against a tree waiting for Teague to come out again with his whole fucking family outside mass? You guessed it, guys. It's FBI agent Finch. This time, though, what, what Aaron's skipping over, this time he's actually wearing a big foam finger that says, Hi, Teague, <laughs> with a hat that says agent finch on it it's very weird that he would choose that to wear but yeah it is it is interesting that he made that choice because you'd think you'd want to blend in but yeah um teague's like what are you doing here and finch is like maybe i'm praying for Um, my immortal soul and it's like what or maybe i'm fucking terrible at my job and then this exchange is for nothing like yeah no there's no point just like hey are you gonna arrest all those guys for like doing the drive-by and everything and finch is like I don't know. And Teague's like, are you just waiting for it all to hit the fan so we can arrest, you can arrest all of us? And he's like, I don't know. And then he like disappears into the shadows. And it's like, of course that's what the FBI is doing, (laughs) Teague. Well, and at this point I wanted to be like, um, Katie, we get it. The FBI is around somewhere. This is where I still feel she's like, remember the FBI is always going to be there. So when I use them later, it's, it's okay. And I'm like, again, I think Teague if Teague really wants to get out, and that's something we haven't talked about a ton, is like one of the things they have in common, Teague and, and Callie, mm-hmm. is they, hate they both want to get out. Yeah. They both hate the life. Callie's been trying to go legit forever. She's a great restaurant manager, apparently. Very great at restaurant uh, management. They they both like continue to have this inner monologue of like, oh, Ronan and I used to have this idea that we'd catch a plane and go get out of the life. They all went out of the life. Mm-hmm. So it would make much more sense if instead of Finch always very conspicuously tracking Teague down. If Teague was always the one like sneaking away, trying to contact Finch yeah. to be like, is is this enough to get me out? Can this get me Again, out? Again, on a burner phone though. Yeah, please. no, yeah. Shouldn't, should not be putting up like, you know, on his cell phone that's attached to the family plan. You should pass on that. But also like Teague's not giving Finch any information that's usable. He's just calling him and being no. like, you you know about the, the war? <laughs> yeah, we got, we got, we got war going on Are and stuff. Are you aware of uh, uh, my marriage? <laughs> like, this is not usable got, FBI information. We've got, we've got, uh, you, you hear about that drive-by? Yeah, that's a local jurisdiction problem. <laughs> I'm just uh, letting you know. Sorry, we can't, we, we can't step in on yeah. that. Um, oh, can I also jump back to, to one real stupid thing that makes me think um, that this person had never heard about the mafia is when they, she talks about what the families do. Mm-hmm. It's always like they have illegal stuff. Mm-hmm. They've got, got, they've got they've items got the of an stuff. illegal nature. Well, what's about to happen is they're about to do the hit on the Halloran warehouse where they keep right. all of their illegal stuff. Yeah, they don't even call it merchandise. It's always like a random noun of like illicit goods. We've got we've got illicit goods. That's the That's one. It. Like it's illicit. It's illicit goods. Okay, it's the warehouse. It's the warehouse, guys. The warehouse where they keep all their illicit think, goods. It, Again, I feel like they're traveling in like, you know, illegal Nacho Libre DVDs or something. Right. (laughs) Again, wait, I just want to say to people who are less acquainted with criminal justice, this may this may be a a wider. I don't know. I just feel like maybe we in particular were taken out of a little more than the average reader. All right. So Callista. So they're trying to the Sheridans and the O'Malley's are teaming up to do a strike against the Hallorans. And Callista suggests to her father, Colm, hey, how about we hit their warehouse where no one is so we don't kill anybody? And Colm's like, you know what? That's a really great that's that's a really great idea. So um, that that's on. OK, 
And then... That was the only, like, legitimate idea of this entire book that made sense. Yeah. It was like, okay, yeah, blow up blow up their blow up supply chain of illicit goods. The idea awesome. that both of the rival families um, in the Irish underground know exactly where the Halloran warehouse is was a little bit rough that's for a me, weird. but that's fine. Um, Especially since they don't that explain that all their shit, they would all have moles. Yeah. They would all have moles. <laughs> all their shit is located together in one big one downtown spot. Boston yep. warehouse. Um, That's what you do. You, well, it's cheaper rent that way. You don't want multiple. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to hide that everywhere. You want to hide that in one place. It starts to extend the overhead. It's just tough. So then they they get together again, where she brings over pizzas to his secret apartment. Um, and I right. believe this is sex time. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. It is finally yes, on, is. you guys. She wants... He finally lets her have sex with yes. him. Yes. She wants to have sex with him. Or no, he wants to have sex with her, but she wants him to take it easy, eat pizza, watch movies, right. and heal his broken ribs. And he's like, no, I need to put it in you right now. And she's like... Well, no, you're missing again one of, like, like he's a bit of a Mac. I'm going to give that to him, Okay. And he's like, are you referencing Mac as far as me, Aaron? What? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Like, like, like a Mac, like a pimp. Like a, OK, I couldn't tell which way you were going with that. No, like he man's got a little game. <laughs> is my point. Listener, Cole has called me Mac since 2004. So, yep, yep, that is true. No, that was a legit question. All right. <laughs> uh, so so he's like, we're getting down tonight. Uh-huh. Like, I'm done fucking around. I've been really nice. We're going to do some intervaginal play. <laughs> awesome. And she's like, she's like, no, um, I want you to get better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you're going to eat my pizza and we're just going to watch some movies. Yeah. And he just looks at her. And he's like, well, I'll negotiate. And I was like, oh, oh. my boy. Yeah. That is like, like he leans in with, you know, the, the gravitas of a man with, Six foot four, all dick, mm-hmm. leans into everything in his life, and then she's like, "You're right. We should fuck. Like you're, you are completely." He's right. like one of the smoothest talkers that I've ever read a romance novel. Yeah, um, and, and and he's like, he's like, turn around and grab the counter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is the best. So he's saying like, yeah, Listen, this was phenomenal. you wouldn't have worn this dress with no underpants over here if you didn't want to yeah. fuck. And she's like, my dress is cute, and he's like, cute doesn't begin to cover it. Ahem. He used his free yeah. hand to tug the strap off first one shoulder and then the other. It fell to her waist, leaving her breast bare for him. He kept fucking her with his finger and added a second. But if we met outside my apartment, he's talking, I would have been sorely tempted to do exactly what I'm doing right now and to hell with the consequences. Keep your hands there. <laughs> Which I um, really like. This is what like. Of- <laughs> In the middle of sentences, he's like instructing her. Yeah, mm-hmm, well, and, and that would and and they needed that um, mm-hmm. because prior to him saying "keep your hands there," he was describing rape. Mm-hmm. So it was important <laughs> that I thought that he that he kind of got you out of the rape mindset into the he's doing a consensual thing right now. I think although when this started being described is when I pulled over and sat down in a cracker barrel because I'm like I don't want to be driving while this is going on. <laughs> I want to really You wanted to be in a cracker over. barrel instead. So I got myself, you know, like a blueberry stack and was like, You're folks like, just If I'm going to have an erection, it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be I'm going to be able to get a sarsaparilla fucking hard candy and do this right. Yes. Okay. I'm uh, I'm glad to know that there are Cracker Barrels in 
California? I had a case in Victorville, which is why I was in the car so much, which is geography of California with Cole, if I get my own segment. Ooh, bing, bing, uh, bong. Uh, yeah, very far out into the high desert from where I live. So uh, if you're thinking Hollywood, um, it's not that. It's a big brown <laughs> patch of nothing. And then there's a Cracker Barrel. And since I'm from the Midwest and Cracker Barrel is one of my favorite restaurants, uh, that's really one of the only reasons I take cases out there. That's, that's, so. wow. Um, so if you're ever in the Cracker Barrel in Victorville, know that that's what Cole was doing alone in his booth, eating his sarsaparilla candy. And my blueberry stacks. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Just dynamite. And they, hey, put me in the right mindset. So anyway. <laughs> so they have this sex. This was an extreme. She's on big, top. Yeah, they have very good sex. They have very good sex. And by the way, kudos to them for rocking the condom. And the way that she described grabbing condoms and putting the condom on and everything, A, I dug that there was a condom. B, she did it in a very non-technical way that oh, yeah. was still, like, hot. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's fucking great. You it's will just... find that any modern romance novel has that in it these really? days. Yeah. yeah. No, that and was, it's, I was happy it's good to stuff. Um, he asks her again. No, she's asking him about his scars. She asks him or he asks her about the bruises again. They're kind of not telling. He he kind of gives her a vague explanation of the child abuse, but not really. He gets back. He has a conversation with his little brother, Devlin. He invite. He's like, OK, let's let's all of us brothers go out for a drink. Because um, you got in the middle of a war, you have mm-hmm. to go in public. Yeah. I think that's legit. I Let's all that. of us do some brotherly bonding. He hasn't talked to Devlin, the littlest brother, in a while. There's a lot of talk in here about how Devlin's everybody's favorite brother. You got to slip that in there. There's a conversation with Kerrigan uh, where she's like, oh, Devlin's my favorite because he's so nice and sweet. He's the youngest. And um, also at the he's same the, time. He's the, good, he's the best person he's ever the best of them. Lived. He's the best yeah. of them. The best of them. Yeah. And which, which I assumed meant um, he's going to die soon. We're not going to talk to Devlin in the next book. Yeah, gonna, <laughs> yeah. De- Devlin's no not going to get to fuck. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he dies a virgin web designer. Oh yeah, he does die a virgin web designer. Um, also, at the same time, Kerrigan and uh, Sloane and all the sisters who are the other ones, Kira, are going to take. Um, Callista out on the town to a club because again again everybody in public all the time all the time public because i remember that scene in the godfather where they're like we're gonna meet with the tatalia family um so uh let's all let's go do all the do club Let, and, and let's get us all in the same place yeah let's get like let's get don't spread us out no let's more of a fish in the barrel sort of attitude right about this so yeah the girls go out and they take uh kira and sloan and they go to this dingy fucking club by Fenway Park. In case you forgot, we weren't in Boston. Yep. We are still in Boston. And I think it's a Halloran territory club. Yep. Uh, yep. Meanwhile, the Hallorans have been struck at their warehouse. So they're going to strike back uh, at the, um, whatchamacallits, the O'Malley's. So the O'Malley's, two things yeah. happen simultaneously. The O'Malley's are leaving the bar. And again, a car pulls up. Screech! And then pop, Same pop, car. pop, pop, Same pop. car. And then they're like, okay. Is everybody okay? Pop, pop, pop. They're fine. Everybody's good. And then a moan comes from poor, poor sweet, weak, poor sweet, poor Devlin. weak Devlin. <laughs> That's right. Oh, De- Devlin's struggling. Oh. He's got no air. He's got no blood. <laughs> He's fucking dead. <laughs> On any <laughs> I did start hearing like Harry Connick Jr. in the background. Just like, God damn it. <laughs> Why Harry Connick Jr.? Wait, I don't understand that reference. 
Because in every movie he was in for like the first, I don't know, five or six he was in, he had to sing Oh Danny Boy. Like there was no, like uh. they even sneak it, yeah, they even sneak it into Memphis Bell where he's like, <laughs> oh, we got to have a random fucking scene that doesn't mean anything, but we have Harry Connick Jr. And he's going to sing Oh Danny Boy. He does not All sing right. Danny Boy in Hope Floats. And that's basically my, uh, my beginning Life. and end of <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. Correct. Um, okay, so... Devlin's dead, guys. He's dead. Everybody's yeah. very yep. sad about it. Um, I wasn't. I thought it was about time. I was sick of hearing about that bastard. <laughs> I was. He too. was too good. He, was he made me good. feel bad about myself. He was too good. Uh, the good die young. Um, so now we're back at the bar. Kerrigan goes to get a drink at the bar, and she spots a sexy man. Well, and she's got this like weird internal monologue where she's like. I think skin starved was the word that was used. Yeah, Kerrigan's um, a slut. Which was a, is a great. Yeah, no, she's she's a goer. Yeah, and it's great. Like I love that about her. <laughs> but she's like talking to herself, like I'm so chased, but I need to fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that. Okay, that's something. And so she spots the best looking biker mm-hmm. who's ever been a biker. And I'll, I'll He's actually danger personified, and she wants him. <laughs> that is a. I was. Yes, Sentence. I should let Aaron describe this because right now she is like, you know, getting a little redder than usual. Um, <laughs> just thinking about. How dare you? The majesty, you? the magic that James is James Halloran. Um, uh, let's see. The man who spoke was big enough to give even her brother's pause. So he's maybe even bigger than the O'Malley's, which is something. And which had, is weird because not a small clan. No, I mean, no. Had an air about him that promised more danger than she could possibly handle. It wasn't his which plain means white t-shirt. he's a dick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> or, or faded. Like, he's like shouting at the bartender like, about fucking time. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. That was that. our introduction to yeah. him. Yep. Because she's like leaning in, trying to show the bartender her tits so that he'll get her a, get her a drink. And right? he's like, good luck because I've been waiting for fucking ages. Um, yeah, it's like. Calm down, dude. You are a dude at a bar. That's part and parcel of the whole gig. Yeah. Um, faded jeans. Um, even his short, scruffy beard and long blonde hair wouldn't make her give him a second look. But no, it was the blazingly apparent. It was blazingly apparent in every line of his body, in the way he held himself, as if ready yep. for a fight to break out at any second. And the way. So he was. The, <laughs> he was that asshole yeah. in the bar who's like arms crossed, like. You step on my foot, I'm gonna fuck you up. Like yeah, that's who that James Howard is. Some girls are into that, and Kerrigan's yeah, one I'm of them. Yeah, I'm talking to one right now. Oh, how dare you? I do know the real Aaron, but I know that this description of him with the blonde uh-huh. hair and the chiseled—well, like—is chiseled at this point like chubby? Do you have? Is there a more chiseled thing that they get to for the really fit people? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't novels? know. Uh, square jaw is very prevalent in romance. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, chiseled, yes. Um, yeah. Pecs the size of satellite dishes? Yes, yes. yes. Um, anyway, danger personified, she wants him. So she's basically <laughs> danger like, personified. I'm into it, I like you, and he's like, yeah. you want to get out of here? And she's like, fuck yes. Uh, yeah, I want to get into this mop closet. <laughs> like, So she leads him to a mop closet in the bar that she knows about that she's like hey yep. they don't have a lock on this door i know that they don't because i fucking hear a lot and he's yeah, like it's called callie's corner you see the sign <laughs> Kerrigan, let's get the fuck Kerrigan's in here corner. or kerrigan's corner i'm sorry i'm sorry calista i didn't mean to do that to you no callie's you not sweet, a slut precious Kerrigan is. he's like wow Kerrigan you... is lovely yeah we're getting ready to learn that kerrigan is lovely yes yeah um, she's like, yeah, I fucking hear a lot and maybe you ought to shut up yep. about it because you're reaping the benefits. And he's like, yeah, I am. And I'm going to start calling you lovely and it's never going to end. 
for no reason she like jumps up on a mop bucket or some such and mm-hmm. hikes yeah, up her skirt. Yeah, very sanitary sex. Yep. And uh, she has not struggled with any kind of uh, infection ever. No, this has not been. But a they do for use her. a condom. I think they James do. has I it love, though. Though they well, obviously James has it. He's danger personified. Yeah, but he's not stupid. He doesn't want AIDS. That's not the type of danger he's looking <laughs> for. <laughs> no, he's looking for. He just more wants to murder yeah. and beat the fuck out of people. But safe sex is still important, and that's yes. a redeeming quality for your boy James. Yes. Um, so he now they're done. They're done fucking against this wall, and he's and like, "Now we get the meat cute. This is the meat cute." Yeah, that now I really it's have now it's life. And he's like, "I need to know your name. You're intoxicating. You're the best." And she's like, "I'm not yeah. gonna tell you my name." And he's like, "I need to know it, or I'm never gonna pull out of you." Sort of thing. And um, she's like, "It's Kerrigan, a very distinctive O'Malley name." <laughs> and he's like what like takes his dick out and she like gets on she's got her feet on the floor now and he's like well um i've just learned that you're kerrigan o'malley so i'm gonna have to kidnap you for murder what's up stop right there we're gonna do a little play acting here because i know you have some performance uh in your background (laughs) okay so so this is this is what this went down as, okay? So Are we going to finally you, get to be in a school play together? Is this we're finally gonna, We're going to be in a school play, yeah. This right. is, I mean, you are, from what I understand, recently named the greatest graduate of Pekin Community High School that there's ever been. Distinguished alumni, actually. That's the one. I get to be in the homecoming um, parade. It's going to be you next year. I know it's I can feel it. I can feel it. Next it's year, gonna it's going to be called. It's not going to be me. Although Jesse was like, Jed and I got to get together. We just got to bombard them with nominations. Oh, like, yeah. Nah. No. Let's do it. Let's make this happen. Nah. No, I'm good. I'm good. Well, um, Cole was so in several would... school plays to get to include the Diary of Anne Frank. Um, yep. Yep. To include... I played the good guy in that one. Yeah, he was a Nazi in it. <laughs> I, I think I actually am the one who arrested Anne Frank. You were. That's the first yeah. time I glimpsed yeah. a Cole. I was in junior high mm-hmm. school. I attended yep. the Pekin Community High School play, and I sat next yep. to Cole, who was a Nazi, uh, who I was, was a Nazi. standing on the side of the theater. And then at the end of the theater, the play, he ran up and yelled, Schnell, 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 Schnell. I said some other German words. Did you? Um, I think there was like a schnitzel in there. I said some food. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good stuff. I threw some stuff in there. And then I took <laughs> Anne Frank. Yeah. Um, who Played was squatting, by the way. Uh, uh, it was, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. Oh, okay. She was older than me. I, I, I didn't. Anyway, I and didn't, I'm sure you uh, were in other school plays. I don't remember. Yes, yes. I I was. In, I can't even remember the name of the play where I played like the what KKK the leader. We, I was basically racist in like, every play. You had like a green checker jacket. There was something where you yeah, wore a green checker jacket. That was the one where I was the leader of the KKK. You played like an abusive boyfriend or something in that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, you were I a did. bad dude. I, what was that? I keep getting typecast. I don't understand. <laughs> um, oh, the foreigner. It was called the foreigner. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that now. So okay. uh, <laughs> that was my so freshman year, I think. Here, I'm going to stay typecast right. and play James Howard. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Wait, no. Where are you reading? I need to know. No, no, no. I'm not reading. I'm gonna. You're gonna prompt me because I'm gonna let. You're gonna. You tried to read that as like, oh, I guess now I'm gonna take you. We're gonna do what it actually sounded like in real life. Okay. We're not gonna read from the book. You're just gonna say my name is Kerrigan, and I'm gonna tell you. Okay. What James so Howard I'm just said. I'm just prompting you for my name yeah. is Kerrigan. Okay. So it's like fuck, lovely. I gotta know your name. Tell me your name. <laughs> my name is Kerrigan. I'm gonna fucking kidnap you now. We're gonna fall in love later. What? Get in the fucking van. No. I don't give a shit. 
No, I don't care. Shut your fucking mouth. I'm going to carry you out of here. Get in the back of my van. You're going to fall in love with me. I'm a good guy. I promise. I don't, I'm going to kill you a little bit, but don't worry about that. It's cool. Just get in the fucking van. No. Yes. Get in the, you're done. We're falling in love in the next book. Like that is what happens in real life. Okay. That is who, that is who your hero is in book two. All right. Their meat cute is a violent post-coital kidnapping from a warehouse in Boston. Yeah. Where he then takes her later and subjects her to potential torture. Yep, yeah, that's that's true. And guys, Cole <laughs> Cole can do a schnell schnell schnell. I'm about to get I can do a schnell schnitzel all day long. I've got that's in my back pocket. That's part <laughs> of what I do, okay? Um. Casting directors, if you're an HB, I live very close to Hollywood. I can be up there in two hours. Oh man! Uh, all right, so we're we're back. We're so we're back at the bar. So James has taken Kerrigan away. Callie's dancing. Kira's dancing. Sloane is dancing, and they eventually leave the bar without Kerrigan. And they're like, uh, she she left with some blonde guy, but we're fine. Then um, Teague texts uh, Callista and is like. Hey, uh, Devlin's dead. Uh, come over here quick. And so she does, and they hug, and it's very sad. Uh, they, yeah, oh, that's when they get married. Yeah, they they so, do like a, they do this bizarre shotgun wedding. Yeah, where he's uh, like, I know at, a judge. Yeah, I got a judge. I yeah. got a guy. And they do like a shot because he's like realized that life is important. Right. Um. So they get married that night, and then they go to Teague's ho- uh, uh, apartment. They uh, fuck because they're married now and they're in and now it's okay. Bliss. Now that now it's okay, and it's it's all. By the way, I, we we've kind of bizarrely skipped over a lot of the sex scenes. They're very good. It's just there's there's nothing weird about them. No, they're, they're just, just like great. Really they're, good. they're good. They're just really good. This sex is a scenes. good book, guys. It's just it's yeah, just a lot of logistical I, problems, but it's a great it, book. It, yeah, hopping like the actual plot points that are important <laughs> are really good and are well done. Mm-hmm. It's getting from A to B, B to C. That stuff in the middle is is kind of. But they're great uh, plot devices. That. They're just they not are. believable they're, they're... plot devices. Yeah. And I feel also that I'm letting down the Melody fans because I'm not getting as into the sexy parts. That's okay. Um, That's okay. It's but fine. It's sorry, fine. guys. I'm, I'm a one-off. It's okay. <laughs> so um, he gets a call. that Teague gets a call that morning from Aiden, his brother, who says, listen, you've got to come back to the house because the Hallorans have Kerrigan. And they've told us that if we don't find Brendan's killer within the next 24 hours, they're going to murder Kerrigan. And so Teague tells this to Callista and is like, hey, listen, they're going to murder my sister Kerrigan, the one that you just became friends with last night. And um, that was James Halloran that she fucked in the mop closet and he kidnapped her good. And they're going to murder her up. And so I've got to go and Calista come with me. And Calista's like, um, no, I'm going to turn myself in. But she doesn't say that. She's just like, I'll get an Uber. It's fine. And so he leaves. And Callie now knows. Calista knows. The only way to save Kerrigan's life life is if she turns herself in. This is where the book turned into Taken. (laughs) This is where all of a sudden. Uh-huh. Uh, Callie is Liam Neeson and she's like now I can do this whole fucking thing I got this I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, break I'm in the compound yeah. I'm gonna like I'm gonna you know 
cascade in. Uh-huh. I'll obviously be able to make my way through everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't know who I am, Mm-mm. clearly. No. Um, Sheridan's are very find, insulated, it turns out. Yeah, I will I will find Kerrigan, obviously. I'll put her in my little backpack. Right. I will carry her out. Yes. It'll be fucking great. Everything is going to be good. It's fine. They're going to release her and it's going to be fine. She yep. does think to herself, okay, it's James that made this deal and Teague trusts right. James. So maybe I can trust James too, that he actually will right. release her. So we clip back to James and Kerrigan, just hijinks, man, just hijinks back at the house where he's, she's trying to get away and she's upset. Um, and Ricky's trying to rape her and James is like, yep, stop trying to rape Kerrigan. Um, oh. no one's raping her. Get out of this room, and then Kerrigan throws some lamps at him. It's it's cute stuff, you guys. It um, really is. It's it's sort of like you guys remember you've got mail. It's sort of that kind of <laughs> really. You've just got mail, cute. meaning the Meg Ryan Tom Hanks movie, not the book You've Got Mail uh, by Aaron McCarthy. Bad Boys Online. <clears throat> yeah, yep. definitely the first one. Yes. Yeah, I'm assuming I'm going to assume that what you told me was a real thing. By oh. the way, did you write a book or is this the other author? This is the Aaron other author, Aaron McCarthy, okay. and it's episode Got two. It. If you ever want to listen to that. Oh, I've listened to that. I've listened to that. Audio quality is I've terrible, but okay. So um, he handcuffs her to the bed, and she's like, "What are you going to rape me now?" And he's like, "I would never rape you," which is very sweet. He would totally rape her. Yeah, he described. <laughs> Like he's a he he <laughs> fucked her in a closet and then kidnapped her. Let's not pretend that rape for him is something that's way out of bounds. Like I draw my line at forcing <laughs> well, myself is, on like, a woman. The thing is, James knew. I know I said I like James, but he's really good in book two. But James knew the whole time Brendan was just murdering strippers. Apparently, the whole time that. They yeah, but he was shipping club. in girls. Mm-hmm. He was shipping in girls. And he was just and replenishing more and more strippers for Brendan right. to rape and murder and murder and rape. And James had right. no problem with that. But he draws no, no the line at personal yeah. rape of specifically which it, Kerrigan. Which which I think is just him trying to have sex with her again. I think it's just a line. Yeah. I think it's like, no, baby, I don't rape. I'm not a raper like that. <laughs> That's what yeah. he's saying. Yeah. So that, he tells her... Point. You're safe as long as you're here yeah. in the Halloran house. <laughs> as she's tied to a wall. Like, she feels very safe. Yeah, she she feels super safe. All right, so then Teague goes back to uh, the O'Malley residence where they have the security camera footage of the Halloran's bar. How they got it, who knows? I don't know. But they've got it. They've got the security footage. and they This would have made it. sense to have been a phone call from Teague to Finch to get that. I'm just saying. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But I think that I haven't read the Aiden book yet, but Aiden clearly has FBI ties as well because he's fucking somebody in the FBI. So maybe that's how that happened. Don't know. Don't care. So they Fair review enough. it. Um, Teague's like, zoom in. And uh, Aiden's hilariously like, no, the brother that knew how to zoom in died. <laughs> you can't just be clicking that plus button no. in, the, in the corner there. No, Devlin's dead. Uh, no one here has the computer Nobody skills can... to zoom. Nah. But that's fine. Tegan sees the video or uh, Tegan. Nope. Teague sees the video and is immediately like, oh, no, that's Callista. 100%. That's my wife. And Aiden's like wife. And it's like, we don't have time for that. That's definitely Callista, my wife. And then guess who's on the phone? Callista, his wife. And she's like, listen, I murdered up Brendan, murdered him in the face. And he's yep. like, I know, I just saw with the a video. desert eagle. She should have said that again. Yeah, like, she really should have said her, with the heavy. She's not giving her most, the biggest uh, fucking gun. Most she basically gun. shot him with a tank. <laughs> yes, with a prop from Romeo and Juliet, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> version. I shot. 
Brendan Howard. <laughs> John Leguizamo oh, handed me. I was me. so afraid Johnny Legs wasn't going to get brought up today, but here he is. He's with us. <clears throat> Anyway, uh, she and she's like, I'm turning myself in. And Teague's like, no, don't turn yourself in. Don't do that. And she's like, I'm going to do it. And she hangs up the phone and then she turns it off. And Teague's like, oh, no, how will I find her? How will I know where she is? And it's terrible. She walks into the Halloran bar and there's James Halloran. Oh, wait, no. She has to say, I want to see James Halloran. And they're like, James. OK. And they go yeah, get him. Spot and the crew are like, we'll respect that. We'll yeah, get him. we'll get him. And she's yeah. like hey what's up i'm calista sheridan i murdered your brother and he's like what a funny joke and she's like no i straight did that and he's like yeah, Oof, no. that's bad so he takes he was such her, a good guy yeah <laughs> yeah i can't believe you did that well he is his brother so he takes her back to the house and he throws her in the same room the same room <laughs> throws her into the same room with kerrigan doesn't bother well, to cuff up calista well, that's the there. no rape room. That's why they threw them in the same room. They've got clearly, clearly marked rooms yeah. for captives, and she's in yeah. the no rape room. So Ricky and the boys know they can't rape in there. Things so that are in this room: a bed, furniture, mm-hmm. an ashtray, mm-hmm. change, lamps. Like normal shit is in this room. A window. There is a mm-hmm. window in the room where he throws the, these two the, women. That locks like all other windows from the inside, so it's very easy to go ahead and yeah, just. Go right out that window. Just just unlock that window. <laughs> um, so at some point, Ricky and the boys come in and they're like, hey, guys, we're going to rape you. And then yep. James comes yep. right it's... in and is like, no rapes, no rapes. Get out of here. Yep. Can't be raping in here. Nope. How many times I got to say it? God this damn it. No rape room. <laughs> um, so uh, basically uh, over at the O'Malley compound, the Sheridan O'Malley compound, uh, it's decided that Teague's going to sneak into the Halloran residence as he did when he played poker with James Halloran in his youth. And then by the way, I think there was later, a mention, though, that like they stopped playing poker together like a year ago. Yeah, whatever. I feel yeah. like there was that. I was like, you guys are pretending like you played poker together 42 years ago <laughs> and you never speak anymore. Yeah. Fair. It was like it was like a hockey season ago. <laughs> yeah, fair. Which is a year. Um yeah. so he's gonna sneak in an hour before everybody else, and then all the and then they're gonna do a full frontal strike. And Teague had to talk them out of they're like, we strike now in the day, full total one hundred percent obvious strike. And Teague's like, No, yep. they'll kill the girls. And they're like, Oh yeah, they'll kill the girls. You're right. You're right about that. Teague, good, th- using, good thinking, Teague. Using that brain for once. Using All that right. brain. So back at the back in the room, back in the no rape room, we've got a bobby pin. We're breaking out of the cuffs. Um, <laughs> Carrie and Callista, they're like bonding. they didn't search the girls at all. Like they did just nothing. No, they're not. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, we get Carrie to put on ever. some clothes that probably belong to James, and they hatch a plan too, you guys. And that plan is climb out the window after the yep. sun goes down that they can open from the inside right and that they can climb out of and mobbing. get to a garage yep. and just hop down yeah this is just like a nice little ranch we're not yeah. talking about a gigantic house apparently i guess everything's on the same floor right yeah and it's just like step out and walk away so they've got to go into the hallway go three doors down get into that bedroom and go out a window over there and that's will link up to the garage where they can jump down so they pick the lock get out of the room very easy lock to pick no one standing outside guarding that room Uh uh-uh and when they get out into the hallway there's james halloran 
and they're like, oh, shit. Oh, I forgot to say, they, they've they decided they're going to murder these women, like, yep, yep. in front of everybody at dawn. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know if you were getting to that sorry, part. But I, I I've been, like, biting forgot. my lips to be like, are we going to talk about the 1846, like, Tombstone Dawn murders <laughs> that they have planned? <laughs> they need to make a spectacle. They need like, to make sure... They're hanging them in the town square at dawn. Okay, that is what we're doing. And they made this weird sort of like, nobody touches them till then. (laughs) Yeah, like nobody touches them till then. Yeah. uh, Because we got to shoot fresh bodies. Right. No no torture, nothing. No. Fresh bodies at dawn. Fresh bodies at dawn. It was fucking insane. (laughs) Like, it made no sense. Um, So then James comes in before they have their little plan, like before sundown. And remember, the last thing James said to Kerrigan was, you're safe as long as you're here. I'm going to keep you safe. And then the next thing he does is he goes into this room and he says, yo, Kerrigan, um, say your prayers because you have till dawn we're murdering you <laughs> i just yeah. i love that it's like you're not and, even going to mention the promise of safety from an hour ago well, like well like under his breath he was like you're going to be safe today you will be safe <laughs> oh oh on until this calendar sundown. day i yeah. see i see i see um, until eleven fifty nine, you're good right so they they leave the room and then behind them is james halloran and they're like shit we're totally fucked they're gonna like they're gonna put us back in the an unsecured room and um james halloran just comes up and he doesn't he doesn't say a word and he just mm-hmm. like grabs kerrigan by the back of her neck and just smooches her just gives her an open mouth smooch that's so sexy hot that even Callista is like "Ooh, i shouldn't be here for this because they're really going at it and then he releases her and then they go sneak out the window i have two very quick girl questions for me as you're asking me as a girl yeah for you as a girl this hasn't happened in some time all right here we go so um number one yeah uh never Mm. never having been a kidnapper no come um, on (laughs) no not a lot okay all right okay not in a while all right okay okay um we're past the statute on that yeah sure Um, five years yeah it's not a big deal (laughs) so (laughs) never having kidnapped Uh uh-huh what are the chances if some guy has sex with you, mm-hmm. finds out who you are, mm-hmm. then violently kidnaps you, which yes. is what happened because he like pressed her down so she couldn't scream. Oh yeah, like, I, he really, not, yeah, it was a... It was not a... I'm, again, my reenactment is far more yes, accurate yes. than what Aaron tried to tell you about James so, I'm sorry. It's just so, like he's really good at sex in the next book. What are What's the, up? What are the chances, because you haven't been in the next book yet, Mm-hmm. That he comes in and is like, I'm going to fucking kiss you. That you're like, yeah, no, I'm into that. That's cool. Yeah, I'm not going to be into this smooch. I'm not yeah, going to be into that. That's, that that's what was difficult for me in this was like, yeah, she's really into this hot kiss. But like, <laughs> I mean, it feels like he's at that point. She doesn't know. Right. He's letting her go. He no. should come in and be like, they're going to kill you at dawn. I, get out of here. And then had they kissed, <clears> I'd have been like. I get that. that yeah, because she seems to super hate him and be really freaked out that he's going to rape her. So I would well, still she'd be been freaked on out that, about that. She'd been on that edge of rape for mm-hmm. like a day now. Yeah. And so I, it was weird to me that she fell into that. The other thing was from a physically attractive standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, another girl question, because this was brought up a few times far earlier. Oh. Um, so Teague, six foot four. Yes. Fit. Yeah. Very strong. Tattoos everywhere. Yeah bristle the whole deal very yeah. attractive right matt that, damon 100 yeah yeah that's all good 
So five foot nine. Katie Robert. <laughs> Katie Robert describes his knuckles on multiple occasions. Yeah. And the tattoos on his knuckles. Teague? And how much? Ka- yeah, Teague. Yeah. yeah. And and how much Callista wants to get to know the knuckles. And I'm sorry, are knuckles a thing for women? Is that knuckles a thing? are not not a thing? I didn't think so, but I was like, first of all, knuckles is not an attractive word to see or to, <laughs> or to hear. <laughs> so why would you put it in a book? Like, if you want to say fingers, that's a little better, but. Um, the knuckle thing got to me. Just yeah. wanted to double check that That's I hadn't fair. been like, I've been ignoring my knuckles when I work out. I do not work out my knuckles. You I don't? look at my knuckles. I don't. They no. got little like squeezy things for well, rock climbers that probably well, would help not, out. Not, not in my, yeah, not in my public workouts. That's I have to let you know the whole time I've known you, I've, yeah. I, I've cringed every time I've looked at your knuckles. They're yeah. Well, they're overweight. They're chubby. Nu- yeah. No, they're chubby they, knuckles. I, I don't. I, I miss knuckle day every fucking time. And I started to feel bad about myself because like in the first five chapters, I'm like, she, she will not fucking shut up about this guy's knuckles. Yeah. You so should anyway. feel bad about yourself. Um, so, all right. No so, kidnapping kiss and don't worry about the knuckles. Got it. Sorry. Yep. Back, back into the escape. Yeah. Um, so they get out. They're trying to avoid the search lights on the Halloran compound. Um, By oh, the way, James could have just driven them away. That's a thing. Yeah. James could have let him go at any. James could have yeah. not kidnapped Kerrigan or Callista in the first those place. Are, both kidnaps both were executed by James. Yes. Um, additionally, Teague, before he goes out to do his rescue, uh, makes a desperate phone call to Finch. Right. And Finch is basically, he's like, they're going to kill these ladies over the Halloran compound. And Finch is basically like, we can't do anything about that. And then Teague says to the FBI agent who's running him, um, this thing between us is over, find another fucking rat, and hangs up. So mm-hmm. my note to that was, oh, so this ends with T getting arrested then for yep. all his mob yeah. crimes. Yeah, you still did the crimes, dog. Like because, again, like, Teague <laughs> This book is a very clear example of if you are super hot, mm-hmm. you don't have to be good at what you do. <laughs> Yeah, okay, fair. you you can be if you are Callista or Kerrigan or James Halloran or any of these people that are crazy hot, you can be a stupid mobster. It's cool. Yeah. About that. Um. So they get out and then all of a sudden somebody comes up from behind Callista and claps a hand over her mouth and is like, don't fucking scream. And then dun, 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 it's Teague. And then yeah. they go run, avoiding the lights across the shmushma. And then I'm just imagining laser tag at this point. Yeah, like, it basically is. And then they jump the fence uh, over the thing and then they get over the fence and then pop, pop, pop. There's a bunch of uh, bullets and one of them hits Teague and then Callista grabs the gun and she's like, pop, pop, pop. And like she murders up some people that were in the bushes. And then a car drives up and it's the FBI. It's Finch. And he's like, get in the car. We're the FBI. And she's like, got the got the gun. And he's like, I don't think you want to add to your body count. And then. Um, she realizes the guys in the bushes are FBI agents. Like, um, if the FBI was going to come, Finch could have just said on the phone, stand gonna, down. Yeah, stand down. Don't, coming. none of my agents have to die tonight. But I yeah. think Callista murdered an FBI agent here. And didn't feel near as bad about that. No. As no. she did about killing Brendan Halloran. Right, right. 
Which is a was a, another bizarre moral choice. For right. <laughs> right. Um, so she's a real bitch to the FBI on the way. Uh, she really is. <laughs> like, I don't know. And so then they get to the, she finds out he's an informant. She's a little bit pissed about that, but she's fine with it. And then they get to the hospital and he's going to be okay. And they smooch and that's the end. Is that? That's the end. Yeah. It, it, it wraps up so insanely quickly. Yeah. And cause here's the thing, like there, unless I forgot it because it's been a, a minute since I read the end, like were there arrests by the FBI? No, 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 no. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. This didn't end the war. No, no, no. The war's still... Still going. And that's what everybody has a big old problem with uh, Kerrigan and James. That's not a that's not a love match. Um, That's because he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. But she's a whore, so it's it's okay. But like, she gets... She's betrothed to another fucking psychopath, if I'm remembering my characters correctly. And, and I want to be very clear. I'm not trying to slut shame uh, Kerrigan at all. No. No. But... That that kidnap e kiss is just like oh, slut man, shaming is not something that's in the Cole repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, slut praising the, is is the only thing that that should, I've ever that heard you do. Be, that should be the name of the episode. <laughs> slut praising with <laughs> Cole. <laughs> that that would be my segment. Slut praising. Let's talk about Kerry for a minute. Lover moves. Lover Love moves. moves. Yeah. Smoke show. <laughs> All right. So is that it? Are we done? I think I think that's the end of the book. One real quick thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what the parameters were, but I wanted to be prepared for everything. Am I supposed to have a lady love? Cole, do you have a lady love? I do have a lady love. I knew it. I knew, Thank you you for asking. I knew you would. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, I actually have multiple. Multiple uh, lady loves? Yeah, multiple lady loves. Um, I have geographic lady loves. I have all kinds of stuff because I feel like... Um, once the comments come in on this episode that I will not be asked to return at any time. So I wanted to make the most of my time. Uh-huh. Um, so it's been a weird month. It started with me going to the Save by the Bell pop-up restaurant. Yes. I know that that happened for you. Congratulations and about that. One of them is I, I did some research for y'all because Save by the Bell is the greatest thing that's ever happened in my life from an entertainment <laughs> standpoint. <laughs> And uh, they are going to do a permanent one in Vegas. But if you're ever around one, do it. It's fucking great. But the other lady love is it's the holidays. Um, food Saved by is... the pop-up restaurant. <laughs> that's my lady. That's one of my lady loves. I feel um, like right all of our, our, our lives have been culminating to this moment where you could be like back in the day, 15-year-old yep. and 18-year-old Cole yep. or 15-year-old Aaron, 18-year-old Cole, whatever our ages were. We were all leading to this moment where you would come yep. on my podcast and recommend yep. the Saved by the Bell pop-up restaurant. Yep. yep, yep. We can be done now. This is the end of our friendship. This is it. So, yeah, we'll we'll never talk again. The uh, No, but it was great. It will be in LA until next September, and they're going to do a permanent one in Vegas. So if you ever around one, hit that. The one that everybody can get to, and the holidays are here, and I am a huge food guy. Um, uh just eating it, not necessarily preparing any sort of fine food. I just like to eat it. Um, but my wife found this ice cream online called Bluebell ice cream. Have you ever heard of this? Yes, it's like a Texas thing. Yeah, Bluebell ice cream. You, you say that like I lived in Texas. Well, for I lived years. in Louisiana. With me, like I wasn't there. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> like, Jesus, it's a great ice cream. I'm sorry. I'll so back anyway, down. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
So Bluebell ice cream, phenomenal ice cream. In California, we can't get it. It's not here. Um, but they have this flavor called Christmas cookies. It's the Ooh. Christmas season. And it is Very good. like I, I, I made I made a mess of myself with that. Uh-huh. There was uh there was problems. Um, <laughs> Did your knuckles I, uh, get fat <laughs> eating the Christmas cookie ice cream? Let's put it this way, Jess came home from work one night and like she said hi because she's you know a nice person, goes straight to the freezer, gets out the Christmas cookies. And looks at me and she's like, there's way less Christmas cookies in here than there was last night. What did you do? So the fact that there's an ice cream out there, there's an ice cream out there so good (laughs) that it can cause a problem in your marriage. So I encourage you or any relationship you might have. I encourage you to get Christmas cookies uh, ice cream for the holidays. It's absolutely delicious. Their Dutch chocolate's also really good, too. They got a bunch of flavors. Apparently, everyone knows about it. I'm an idiot. No, no. Go and get I, you, I'm sorry. Go and get you some Bluebell ice cream. It's, yeah. It's very, very tasty. All right. In the same vein, we ran out of pie before we ran out of Cool Whip, so I started putting it in my coffee. That's a great idea, guys. Oh, I mean, I hate coffee, but Cool Whip and anything is... Mm-hmm. I'm a Cool Whip guy. I, I get that. All right, HBs, I, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank Aaron very much. I want to thank Melody a lot for having kids and giving me the opportunity <laughs> to be on this podcast. I do listen to it a lot. You guys are great. Um, I can tell you I've talked to Aaron a lot. It means so much to her and Melody what you guys do. And uh, it, was, it was awesome being on this podcast. So keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love going to bone zone with your smoke show <laughs> just kidding <laughs> you know what I don't have to say because you're going to read it in the Cole romance novel that's going to be out Avon probably or Harlequin next year yeah I'm working on that <laughs> I'll, I'll get on that series as much as you love slut praising with Cole yes of, of course <laughs> alright All right, guys bye bye Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes. We are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.